0: Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. State Treasurer David McRae has put millions back into the hands of Mississippi citizens, expanding the state's affordable college and career savings program and also returning record amounts of unclaimed money. Check out how Treasurer David McRae's office can help you, your business, or your organization. Treasury.ms.gov. Howdy,
1: howdy. It's Rhino here, and I wanted to say thank you for listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert here on Super Talk Mississippi.
2: Good morning, everyone and welcome to Midday Super Talk, Mississippi. I'm your host, Gerard Gibbert, and I am coming at you live from Founder Square at the Neshoba County Fair, Mississippi's giant house party underway. We'll be here today and tomorrow broadcasting the show. And we got a great lineup in store for you today. And we're gonna kick things off right now with Representative Michael Ted Evans, he represents District 45, which incorporates Kemper, Lauderdale, and, of course, where we are sitting right now, Neshoba and Winston Counties. Representative... Evans, thanks for coming on today. Man,
3: I'm glad y'all invited me. I got nervous about Monday. I didn't hear from anybody. I said, I
2: don't believe they're going to call me this year. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> You're kicking things off, we think so highly of you, uh, of course. I appreciate you. Yes, sir. So you, you've already spoken this yeah, morning, I spoke huh? at
3: 9.30 this morning. I went up there and gave my 10 minutes of fame and just, <laughs> yeah. just talked about some of the issues facing facing what I think all of Mississippi. So okay, uh, that's what I've tried to cover up
2: there. Well, can you kind of review, give us a summary of what you discussed, what you well, think... We we need to be working on of the big
3: well one of the biggest things that affect in county is um i talked about rural internet at the beginning mm-hmm. um all the all our e- co-ops in mississippi are running fiber across all their rural areas except for the one here in the county and the folks hmm. here in the showbiz county they deserve the same thing everyone else is getting across the state but um we don't have anybody that wants to step up to the plate and put internet service here in the county. So so we have a co-op that covers this area? Yeah, we have a co-op to cover there, and they, they refuse to do it. So uh, They just don't want to be in
2: the business? They huh? don't want to be in
3: the business, but the co ops are ran by the people. Right, so that's if right. If the people want it, then the co-ops do what the people want.
2: That's interesting. Uh, have, have they provided uh, their logic, their uh, rationale behind uh, that decision, well, not to
3: participate? I think their biggest thing is they don't want to spend, they,
2: they're scared financially, which I
3: understand that it is a large part of money, but... Know the federal government and the state government, we've gave hundreds of millions of dollars to help it. And you know good and well, we're not going to let the program go under.
2: (laughs) Well, yeah, I do. And uh, so, you know, I got to tell you, uh, honestly, that having been in the network business, not in the carrier business, but um, uh, in the network business for uh, quite a long time and in the uh, managed services business, it is a concern in that networks are kind of similar, I like to describe them, Uh, to horses and boats. The easy part and the least expensive part is buying the horse and the boat. The maintenance of that asset, and in this case, a network, uh, is a quite expensive, and that goes on perpetually. And so, uh, I can see where they may have concerns, but it seems like they talked to some of the other electric co-ops they, that have figured this out they and should, find out uh, how
3: they're doing. They should. They should get on board with it and get it going and on. Um Another thing, I issue I talked about this, is affecting all of Mississippi. artists. Yeah. we got a major problem with crystal meth. We got a major problem with heroin. These crackheads are taking over our communities. They're stealing everything we have while we're down here at the fair. Are you our kidding t- me? I ain't lying. We're out. having
2: theft here at the fair. We done
3: had four trucks stolen at the fair this year. Well, we I have never to say that happen before.
2: All right, I have a friend that's a physician that uh, he posted something on social media about that. His son's uh, Ford truck, or maybe it's a Chevy truck, was stolen. But we got to do,
3: you know, I I voted for prison for him seven or eight years ago, but now these crackheads have got out of control, and we finna have to tighten up the penalty on them. And um, I think we should put them in jail for about 20 years and let's try to get this problem under control.
2: Well, certainly, uh, Representative Evans, uh, locking them up because they broke the law in, in the, from the standpoint of taking somebody's truck. Well, surely that rises to the level where they should be charged, convicted, if, if found guilty uh, in a court of law and sent away.
3: Absolutely. but um, But the judicial system is overrun by drug cases. Our jail yeah. our little local jail over here, Neshoba County is spending right at three million dollars a year on on a jail house in the sheriff's department and the sheriff is doing a great job, but he's just overwhelmed with them. Yeah. And um so we as legislators, legislator we gotta step up and so, try to solve this drug
2: problem. Yeah. Well what uh, so besides maybe changing some of our our, our uh, justice uh uh environment, what would you like to see happen? Well,
3: that's the main thing. So right now if you go out and um you're a drug dealer and you sell drugs you going to fall under the 25% rule. The judge gives you 10 years, so you only have to serve 25% of that. So they know, hey, hey let me sell all these drugs, and we'll be out of jail in 25% of our time. we okay. are right back out on the street without less than a year.
2: All right, so a year, two years,
3: they're back yeah. on the street doing so, the same yeah, thing? Doing the same thing. So we need to make it 20 years minimal, just okay. lock them up. Okay. we got extra $1.2 billion in the, in the state fund this year. We need to solve the drug problem. We, <laughs> need to, we need to help our local counties with all these drug issues.
2: Have you discussed these concerns? and made proposals along those lines uh, I, to your I, colleagues in the House there? I have,
3: I have, and I'm going to introduce the legislation come January, and we're going to see where it goes. We're going to see if the people want to get serious about it and um, get something done. Yeah. Another thing, Gerard, you take a you take a crackhead out here that's got a medical condition. Just say they're diabetic. Yep. When we lock them up, we're going to turn them out within a week, a day or two, because we don't want to pay their medical bills. That's expensive. Right. If it's expensive. That's not right. If you're out here stealing and you know you're stealing. and You commit a crime. If you get locked up in jail, then you should. You better have your insulin when you go. Or if you got a wow. medical condition, you better be willing to pay for it. Because I don't think the taxpayers should pay it
2: no more. So we're releasing them simply we'll because, the we because we can't take care of. We can't take care. Can't provide the medical care. We can provide the medical care. Yeah. Because if they don't, I mean, a, a serious type 1 diabetic, if if they, uh, you know, don't get that treatment, don't get insulin, etc., I mean, they die. Yeah,
3: so, so why should me and you have to foot the bill?
2: Yeah, I mean, we, that's a... <laughs> now, that sounds cold-hearted, but that's just the truth. No, I, I, I am tired you. of it. <laughs> I, I hear you. So, well, what's the general reaction uh, from other members of the House on this issue? I've talked to a few. They support it. They uh, okay. they think we need to do something
3: else. Neshoba County, Kemper County, we cannot pave roads. We can't do the provide the services that we need to provide for our people because we had to put it in the prison, so the jail system. Yeah, we had to put it in the sheriff's department. We had to spend two or three million dollars a year that we should be putting on roads and bridges. Instead, we had to put it in the judicial system, and the people's tired of it. They absolutely
2: tired of it. Well, there's no doubt about that. Folks are tired of crime, and it, it does seem like that it's it's. Uh, kind of a limited number of people that tend to to commit all these crimes and and the recidivism rate is high and they just get out and commit these crimes the same crimes they, they committed they got them locked up to start with there's no doubt uh that's a problem but it just it sounds like we're not getting to these people to keep them out of trouble to to uh, uh work with them so they don't become drug addicts and then don't have this this tendency to go out and steal and hurt other people
3: to feed their habit that's right they um uh, but i'm gonna tell you it all starts back at home jarred on all these kids I'm gonna hate to say it, but we have raising the kids. The kids are out of control. Uh, my daughter's a school teacher. You ought to hear the horror stories that she tells about how the kids act at school. Mine is too. And my daughter's all, school and teacher And it three. all starts at home when you no start disciplining these kids. When he start raising them, raising them like they should be raised. And um, and I think that would solve a lot of the problems, but. Don't nobody want you to whoop their kids no more, Jar. No, no, I know. Don't touch my baby. I, that my baby ain't done no wrong.
2: Well, you're lucky, as you <laughs> know, uh, uh, Michael. You're you're lucky if you have a kid that's in that kind of situation that even has two parents. Yeah, all, that's right. Uh, even has um, a biological parent yeah. that's taking care of him, and it it overwhelms uh, the household when that's the case. We talk about that all the time. It seems like, from a political perspective, if you even say that. You know, you, you get accosted no, typically no. by folks that that think you, that you're just being racist in that regard. It's got nothing to do with race. It's it's this is transcends all the races, it's, honestly. Look, the white folks of the world work.
3: No they, doubt about they, they it. Ain't got nothing to do with no race. Yeah, it's these it, white folks are on this crystal meth. They still in everything. no day. doubt about they ain't got it. Got nothing to
2: do with race. I hear you. Well, it's right, right, wrong, wrong. It doesn't yeah, matter what the race right. is, and, and and until we get past that. Um, you know, we're, I don't think we're going to solve any problems. Well, all right, so that's sounds like that's a high priority for you, Representative Evans. What else you got on well, the boards coming up this next session? Well, I had to mention, you know, it's a big issue
3: across the nation, this abortion deal. Um, yeah. I'm pro-life. I mentioned i talked about a few issues that I've heard some of my colleagues talk about. Um, I'm pro-life, 100% pro-life when it comes to I don't think nobody should go out and get pregnant and go have an abortion. I just don't think that's not right. But i think if a woman gets raped or a child gets raped then i think her and her doctor should make up the decisions and she should make a decision what she wants to do now she don't need to wait no four or five weeks and on whatever's gonna happen she needs to have that right to take care of that problem okay um i'm 47 years old and i can't name one person that's got pregnant just went to have an abortion but i can name a bunch of people that's that's got pregnant and after several weeks the doctor says look you have major complications you need to do something well, that's between her and her doctor and Jesus. I'm going to let them worry about all that. Okay. And all. so I know it's talking, Jackson. Someone wants to do away with birth control pills. I'm not for it. So you've them, actually
2: heard that from members I've, of the legislature? I've
3: heard some folks hitting around that that might come up. I don't, I don't know if they're going to. Surely they ain't that radical down there.
2: Uh, what you, I feel like that would be destructive from a political you. perspective. I don't know that there's broad support yeah. for something that's quite that radical. But the left is, uh, the Democrats are hanging that on Republicans
4: they as a strong are, possibility right are. now. And I
2: don't I don't think my colleagues would go
3: that far, but I'm not going to do it. Mm, I'm just, I got you I'm for Berkman.
2: Well, uh, Big Country, as you are known, it's always <laughs> a pleasure to talk to you, sir. By the way, Derek in Greenwood on the C text line says, I really enjoy Big Country when he gets going, intelligent man. So there <laughs> you go. Thank you, Dave. Appreciate it, man. we got Scott Bounds coming up after the break here on Middays. We're at the Neshoba County Fair. Stay with us.
11: With a special invitation to join us weekday morning, six to nine. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis—all right here on Super Talk Jackson, ninety-seven point three.
0: Check it out! Let's do this. The talk that keeps Mississippi talking. Middays with Gerard Gibbert.
12: Let's get on with it
0: on Super Talk Mississippi.
2: Never been any reason. Welcome back, everyone. Midday Super Talk Mississippi coming at you live from Founder Square at the Neshoba County Fair. It is that time of year again, it seems. That's where we are. Representative Scott Bounds, he. Uh, Represents District 44, which incorporates Leek and Neshoba Counties. He serves as the chair of the Public Utilities Committee. That's still current, isn't it, Scott? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, still yeah, current. So. Representative ahead. Scott Bounds here Thanks, with man. us on the Super Talk set. The Element Well Studios have been uh, temporarily relocated to the Neshoba County Fair for a couple of days. Representative Bounds, good to have you on the show, sir. Yes, sir. Look, uh, tell the audience hello. Uh, come up here and enjoy
10: the fair. I also just throw this out. I'm not trying to brag or anything, but I also yeah. serve as president of the fair. So, oh yeah, that's right. I was so, aware of that. Yeah, um, pulling double duty this week. You know, pulling yeah. double duty, wearing a political hat and wearing a public. Community service. Yeah. uh, And that takes a little time. Well, it does. It takes a little time, but, you know, it's all good. All good. Really having a good fair so far, Gerard. It seems like it. We're really having a good fair. Uh, We got today, of course, Thursday and Friday. Yeah. um, And attendance has been good. I think that, um, you know, we didn't have the fair in 20 because of COVID. And, you know, you look back on that, Gerard, and just – all that we didn't know two years ago. Yeah, exactly. You know, and I remember the board meeting down here. We met. We had our last board meeting. We, The board meeting that we decided we were not going to be able to have the fair in 20 because of COVID we had right there at the pavilion. And um, I just I look back on that and the things that were discussed that night and how that now probably wouldn't even play into a conversation about COVID. And,
2: There's so much we didn't know, and I think in retrospect, I, I feel like it's accurate to say we overreacted I would think you so. would you agree with I, I, that I would I would yeah I, would. I think we've learned a lot of course we got a lot more data now because we, we were able to collect. Uh, results and information from uh, situations where sh- very strict rules were imposed and situations where none were imposed right. and you know not a whole lot of difference yeah. in the outcomes
10: yeah and, and you know out here I mean for the for for your audience who's never been here this this is a very open venue I mean yes. there, there's yes. no way you we could enact. I may just tell you, there's no way we could enact safe COVID protocols. Yeah, out here. there's just no way. And uh, and while we certainly uh, are not downplaying the significance of it and the lives that were lost to COVID or complications for COVID, sure, it's certainly a serious thing. But um, we have learned a lot about it in two years.
2: Yeah, no, no doubt about it. Uh, and it, it is good to see everybody assembled in person. This is a, right. a unique event. Uh, representative bounds yes. in the country. It is. It's a unique event in the country, yeah. and certainly if you're a political junkie, this is a place to be. Absolutely. And if you're a politician looking to run for a, certainly statewide office. Absolutely. Right, because there's some restrictions on who can speak, right? Well, you have to touch Neshoba County, yeah, is that true? Yeah, you have to you're, represent it some way. You're, you're, you
10: have to – your your district, I'm going to call, or your office has to geographically com- encompass or border in Neshoba County. Okay. That's how we – And look, there's great – off elected officials across the state that we'd love to have here, but Gerard, we could if we invited everybody that wants to speak here, if we w- we would have five days of afternoon and mornings or nothing but speaking. You mean politicians want to get up there yeah, and speak? Yeah, they do. So, uh, and it's not that we are trying to be restrictive or or, or anything like that. It's yeah. just that we we have to put limitations. That oh, makes on. sense. It we, makes sense. We have sense. to make.
2: Cool. Yeah, it absolutely makes sense. Of course, um, th- this is not a year in which we have. A uh, statewide election. We do have congressional elections. We yes, got four right. districts, That's and right. and so I believe that the candidates uh, for District Three, That's which right. which covers includes Neshoba County, That's right. are are able to speak. They are. Uh, they and are. Uh, I think Shawaski Young running running for the seat as a Democrat mm-hmm. speaking later today and coming on the show later on today. Yeah, yeah,
10: and yeah. In fact, he just he just spoke. Okay, and I was not able to hear him, but yes, he's he's coming on and. Uh, but you know, with all of that, we we um, I'm, I'm still um, I'm very involved with the who we invite per our yeah, policies and, sure. and you know scheduling and everything well, it, else. It, ne- and,
1: it needs some
2: it needs some control there. You yeah, got you got to yeah. have a little bit of common sense injected into yeah, that. Right. Uh, but uh, next year, of course, the election years. Uh, where next year the Mississippians will go to the polls and elect their representatives, their senators, their statewide elected officials—that's always a big deal. But it's it's starting to get that way. Get that feel right now. This kind of launches the campaign season to a great extent. Yeah, you know, and I just
10: let me go ahead and just put my commercial out. I, yeah. I did my speech a few minutes ago or talk down, and this is a hard talk to do because I'm right, I'm, I'm front and center with my constituents. Yeah, and uh, we got ten minutes and. I deviated away a little bit from a typical fair speech and didn't give a legislative update. I gave a pro-American speech, gave a pro-Mississippi speech. But at the end I announced that I'm running for my house oh, seat sure. or oh, this house seat again. Yeah. Not my house seat, yeah, this, this house, house seat, seat again. Sure. House District forty four. So I intend to run for that again next year. Yeah. And uh but yeah, you know, we may next year uh we will have three full days of political speaking to Right. Morning and afternoon. Yeah. It's just because of the candidates speaking and all that. And
2: and, and the legacy uh, of course, Representative Bounds, of uh, political speaking here at the Neshoba County Fair. it uh, It's legendary. It is. Uh, and it I think it's safe to say that the path to uh, certainly statewide elected uh, office, either on the state side or the federal side, it runs through the Neshoba County Fair, does it not? I, I think so. I mean, I, I call it, and we, in my message to the patrons
10: out here this year, I said that, you know, we... I think we hold the title to the most revered political stump. In no doubt about it. I mean, I know you have Jacinto. It's in, cool
2: as well. Been and, there, really and, neat.
10: different, but different event. It's and, right. And uh, but uh, there's for as long the fair is 133 years wow. old this wow. year. Wow, 133 years old, and for well over a hundred years, you know, uh, candidates, elected officials,
2: people seeking office have spoke here. At no the, doubt about it. You know, you know, to a, to someone not from Mississippi. It's pretty hard to explain this, yeah. is it? It's pretty hard to describe, it. You, you can't do it. it. you got to witness it no, you in gotta, person. you got to witness it. And, and
10: I know people say, I've been out there, and it was hot and dusty. It was wet and muddy, and yeah. and I understand that and all that. But you need to come experience it one time, and I guarantee you you'll see the, the hospitality that you know, these 601 cabins can offer. And, no doubt. 601? Um, 601, uh, 601 wow. cabins. Wow. And uh, all, they're all obviously individually owned, family yeah. owned. And, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's interesting out here. the fair owns the property your cabin sits on, you don't own a, the property okay. or anything. So okay. it's always it was always challenging people to get ready to buy a fair cabin. And they go to a bank or banker somewhere and say, well, we're going to have to have a deed to the property. And they say, we can't get a deed. You know, deed,
2: right. <laughs> you can't get a deed. You're fine wood and building materials formed into a house, essentially. <laughs> that's right. So, yeah. wow. Uh, that's, I, had, I had no idea. 601. 601 wow. and...
10: This year, I think we have 587 camper spots, yeah, RV spots, and
2: and, and the, you know the daytime environment is is uh, of course all the tents and all the walking around, the political uh, speaking, and and the big pavilion here on Founder Square. But I actually came up last year and stayed a few days after, uh, or at the end of the week, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, played golf, danced, right, stayed yep. at the resort, right, and came to the fair on Friday night. Now, it's a different environment. It's a lot of young folks, and it is packed. It was shoulder to shoulder, I mean. Yeah, the night, the day and night life
10: is different. It's totally different. It's totally different, and uh, we've got uh, Sawyer Brown coming in tonight. we got Scotty McCreary, who has the number one song in the country oh, right yeah. now, yeah. Damn Straight, going to be here tomorrow yeah. night. And then uh, Michael Ray will be here on Friday night. So we are anticipating three big nights left of entertainment and that brings a lot of people out you know brings a lot of people out. as
2: we wind down here in the segment uh representative bounce give us a sense of what you talked about you said you talked a lot about um uh, america and the state and america first the state first and and just in general sounds like it was kind of a patriotic theme it 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 was uh you know i just um uh,
10: my patriotism runs deep as it does yours sure and and everybody out here yeah and um I wanted to deviate a little bit from just the typical, you know, politician speech out here yeah. and talk about a legislative update. I've had <laughs> ten other people do yeah. talk about that just you know. And uh, so I, I you know, I sit down and a couple of weeks ago and began again to write this thing, it wasn't a can speech, it was a thing I wrote, but it, it was one of those that came from the heart and I, it was something that I felt like that I wanted and Shelby County Fair patrons to hear, sure, and, and how how I see America and how we came to it, and and the challenges and the perils that we uh, as a country are experiencing now. But I will tell you, Gerard, as you know, we will overcome and we will persevere. And you know, agree, America is still the greatest. It's the greatest hope for freedom for anybody in this world.
2: No doubt, and it seems like any time things get back, uh, get off the rails, that they they have a tendency. Just I think just through. Uh, perseverance and, and I think just human nature in general, they tend to get back, do yes, they not? And I think that's what we're looking at right now. And I know a lot of folks are, are kinda of dejected and despondent and, and I and I'm concerned as well sure. and we, we talk about the concerns, but overall we're gonna survive this and we're gonna be survive. better on the other side. You, if you don't believe that, then you're not gonna achieve it. You know, one of the remarks
10: I made in my talk real quick, Gerard. Is, yep. is,
2: is is if there was as if there was as much
10: effort exerted into building up America as it is tearing it down now. You just think where we'd
2: be. Excellent point. Great just point. Think where we'd be. I totally agree with you. you, know, you. Let's, so. let's do it. Representative Scott Bounds has been our guest here on middays. We'll step aside for a break. We're at the Neshoba County Fair. Coming up after the break, it's Jennifer Branning. Representative Jennifer Branning. Who represents District 18 in the Mississippi House of Representatives. We'll be right back.
13: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, a 20% chance of rain, sunny skies, high near 95. Tonight, mostly clear, low down to 76. Your Thursday, sunny skies and hot, high near 95. And your finally Friday showers and thunderstorms likely, high near 93. This weather brought to you by our friends at Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton. Shop local. Gaddis McLaurin Mercantile, your building supply experts since 1871.
14: Here's Dave
15: Logan with Canon Nissan of Jackson.
0: Nobody needs their car to break down in all this heat. Be proactive. Come in now and let Canon Nissan of Jackson keep you road ready. Our parts and service apartments are open six days a week. No appointment needed. Nobody beats a Canon deal. Nobody.
16: For all your glass needs, call Venable Glass Services. Glass Networks. They're going to try and steer you to use their own glass shop. Well, you can tell your insurance you want to use Venable Glass, and there'll be no additional cost to them to get the highest quality glass. Venable Glass is low locally owned and operated and they do windshield replacement and rock repair right there in their shops or they'll even come to you in the tri-county area for free that's right free mobile service at venable glass they also do frameless and frame shower doors mirrors cut to size and installed picture frame glass tables desktops insulated glass plexiglass commercial storefronts and heavy equipment glass venable glass they'll come out and give you a free estimate they want to work hard for your business venable glass open monday through friday 8 to 5 and on saturday 8 to noon hey There's two locations, too, in Ridgeland at 660 Highway 51 North and Brandon at 209 Woodgate Drive South in Crossgates. Check them out on the web at VenableGlass.com. Remember, for all your glass needs, call Venable Glass Services, 601-605-4443.
1: I'm Denman Ferguson, realtor with Four Corner Properties, serving Mississippi and beyond. Whether you're looking to buy or sell a home or wanting a special family recreational hunting track give me a call and i will assist you throughout the process from searching listing to closing call me denman at 601-214-6433 or call the office at 601-952-2828 please call me with all your real estate needs thank you at batteries plus we do more than fix phones and tablets We help our neighbors power their lives. Visit Batteries Plus in-store, curbside, and online to save $10 on Duracell Ultra car batteries. For offer details and limitations, visit
17: BatteriesPlus.com.
1: The only way to protect you and your family from the current wave of gun violence is for you to be mentally and physically prepared to confront it. The only way to do that is proper instruction, training, and practice with a professional firearms instructor. Boondocks FTA is the place to learn or become more efficient in your firearm skills. Like us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and visit us at boondocksfta.com.
18: I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. With one case of monkeypox confirmed in Mississippi, Dr. Randy Easterling is expecting case numbers to go up sooner rather than later. The State Department of Health has received a limited number of vaccines, and there are plans for a nationwide rollout of more vaccines in the near future.
19: But if someone who's at high risk, someone who's immunocompromised, for example, or maybe elder and have some serious medical problems is exposed to monkeypox, then you can get the vaccine. And it will not necessarily prevent you from getting monkeypox, but it'll be like, kind of like the COVID vaccine. It will make the illness much less severe.
18: Monkeypox can be transmitted with skin on skin contact with someone that's infected or by touching their clothing or bedding. State epidemiologist Dr. Paul Byers says anyone can get monkeypox, but most of the cases have been among men who have sex with men.
11: From the ground
20: up, from the grassroots. That's how we began in 1922, and that's how we do things today. The Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation celebrates 100 years in 2022. 100 years of farming, ranching, and supporting our 180,000 member families, from our state capital in Jackson to our nation's capital in Washington, D.C., creating policy advocating for a better way of life for all Mississippi. We've been there through the tough times when Hurricane Katrina blew ashore. There is
0: extensive damage on U.S. 90.
20: Triumphant times, winning the right to vote to protect private property rights for Mississippians. We introduced benefits like our insurance in the 1940s and fault to broadband internet service from DeSoto County to the Mississippi Gulf Coast. So, from the ground up, not just a farm organization. 100 years of strengthening our families, our communities, and our state. The Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation. 100 years of faith, family, and farm bureau.
0: It's all right here. And when you're away from home, depend on the Super Talk app and SuperTalk.fm to stay in the know. We're proud to serve our fellow Mississippians. Super Talk Mississippi. Days with Gerard Gibbert. Welcome, welcome to our shop on Super Talk Mississippi.
21: Okay, now you have a good one.
2: back everyone midday super talk mississippi coming at you live from founder square at the neshoba county fair that's where we have temporarily relocated the element Well studios for today and tomorrow america excuse me mississippi's giant house party might as well be Amer- america's i don't think there's anything to compare to it so joining us now Senator Jennifer Branning. Senator, uh, thanks for coming on middays. First, my apologies for bumping us out and, uh, and teasing you as Representative Jennifer Branning. No Branding. worries, I apologize no, can't for that. Take it I knew that, but had two uh, members of the House <laughs> on prior to that and just kind of had the uh, House members on the on the head That's there, on the brain. All right, but uh, welcome on. So you represent uh, this area, Leek, Neshoba, and Winston counties. You serve as the chair of the Highways and Transport. Committee and yes. Vice Chair of the Judiciary Aid Committee. That's right? right. So right. it's uh, it's that time of year. It's not an election year, but uh, this is often where you can kind of mark it as the start of the election season, leading up to the 2023 statewide elections.
22: Absolutely, I believe it all starts today.
2: Yeah. I think so. Um, it, it, we got, of course, all the notable figures, political figures in Mississippi who are scheduled to speak. You've already spoken this morning, I right? I spoke just yeah. about
22: an hour ago. What
2: That's was right. the message?
22: Well, i recapped recap some of the highlights from the session. Talked a lot about what we did for transportation. You know, we were able to put an, an additional $230 million into our state transportation system. And yep. all of that pure state dollars, no bonds or borrowed money. So we're very proud of that. Hundred million of that will go into the emergency road and bridge fund to benefit the rural communities. Yeah. So a lot of good work that we were able to get done for transportation, and we're looking at some new things for next year.
2: And uh, just saw the most recent report uh, from uh, Department of Revenue. Looks like we ended up with about a what one point two billion dollar surplus.
22: A little bit over one point four. I think four, four. At, okay. At this point. All right. Uh, so we we uh, we have a lot of work to do to, to prepare for next year. We do have some money to spend, and certainly we're. You know, forming study committees and getting ready so that we we are spending that money wisely. I'm certainly going to be having my hand out uh, for transportation. Sure, there's a lot of other things that we need to be doing, and so I am excited about what the future holds for Mississippi.
2: So we're facing uh, along those lines. Uh, I think you guys need to uh, in- include in your in your thinking that we're facing some macroeconomic headwinds that that might uh, have an impact here on revenues in the state of Mississippi, possibility of a recession, economic activity slowing, uh, might even see some companies in Mississippi, God forbid, start laying people off. That is the prediction at this point. But uh, we, we've got it. We've got to be cautious, at least. We
22: do. And so my, my goal is to gather some experts, people that are much smarter than I am on economics, and help me to understand what would be a good game plan to put into place for additional. And what I would like to see is a steady revenue stream created for transportation. Okay. But we've got to be smart about how we do that, and you're exactly correct. We need to prepare for um, all different scenarios in the future when we're looking at that.
2: Okay. So let's uh, just to clarify for our audience uh The funding for the Department of Transportation, road bridge infrastructure in general, uh, primarily comes from uh, excise taxes on fuel. Fuel And then, of course, we get federal uh, subsidies, federal grants, matches, et cetera, on that as well. Sure. The budget for DOTD, last time I checked, Senator Branding, is about equivalent to the general fund budget.
22: That's correct. Yeah. It is, and so the state dollars, the state support that goes in, is about the same as the federal support dollars. But now there's additional federal monies that have come down from right. the federal plan, and so you know we we provided the matching funds for that this time, 20 million dollars match money from the state, uh, which results in about 120 million dollars additional that they're receiving over five years. Okay. But we all know that transportation costs continue to rise, and so uh, while that sounds like that sounds like a good chunk of money, and yes, it is, we certainly still need to be planning. on additional monies to be going toward transportation. We have a lot of work to do, a lot of the critical infrastructure work. Remains, yeah. and so we're working with people both at the state level as well as the Office Office of State Aid Road Construction, which I believe a lot of times is overlooked. Yeah. We need to be looking at, at um, that agency as well. So a lot of work to do.
2: I think it's fair to say that uh, leading up to at least the last two or three years, we uh, w- we struggled, frankly, to, to produce enough revenue, generate enough revenue for DOTD to address these mm-hmm. projects. And, and I've, I've heard um, uh, um, Commissioner Brad White uh of the who runs dotd talk about you know the longer you let these projects lag the more expensive it is to go back and address them rather than trying to keep some sort of regular maintenance schedule that's
22: right and uh director white and i've had many conversations about the capacity projects you know it's it's one thing to not know how much money will go into the system for, for paving yeah but it's another thing to not know what to expect for the capacity projects, and it, it holds them up on the construction schedule. So I believe it is important to move our state forward that we do find that steady revenue stream for planning purposes. And if we are able to do that, then it will make a big difference in our infrastructure.
2: And, you know, it's, it's not something folks want to talk about a whole lot, but I, I think the reality is there, there's going to be a phasing in of uh, more usage, certainly, of electric vehicles mm-hmm. relative to um, traditional Uh, Internal combustion, powered vehicles, which means they're not going to be buying gas and paying that excise tax.
22: Sure. So we've got to look at those issues as well to make sure that that whatever we come up with is fair and that we do take into account the new uh, modes of transportation.
2: Have you uh, taken a look and and visited with other states in in their planning process as well for this
22: eventuality, it seems? Yes, I've done some research. Uh, You know, And one thing that I'm looking at is... Every year we have a 2% set-aside off the top of our budget for the Rainy Day Fund. And perhaps an answer could be that we we, uh, dedicate a certain amount once rainy day is fully funded into transportation, okay. and these are—it's just one idea of many. You know, we also could look at the use tax. Thirty-five percent goes to cities and counties, and we like that. Not certainly not want to take anything away from it's the their event. main
2: source of revenue.
22: It is their main source of revenue. But my goal in all this is to find a steady revenue stream without raising taxes, sure. if at all possible. And I do believe that now is the time to look at this. And so we're starting to have that conversation.
2: Have you have you sort of tested that approach with your constituents, Senator Branding? Well, how do they feel about? I have.
22: And certainly people... Love the idea of finding a revenue stream that would would not result in any increase in taxes. And as coming in, I know you traveled Highway 21 and you were able to see the improvements on that road. Well, they like what they see. So I I know that the approach of finding a way without increasing taxes is certainly, it has um, everyone's attention, at least here locally. But I look forward to working with my colleagues at the Capitol and finding a common sense solution. Um, Now is the time to make it happen.
2: On the judiciary side, what, what do you have uh, on tap for the next session?
22: You know, I do anticipate some changes, uh, possibly to CPS, not uh, major changes, but let, let me say to Child Protective yep. Services. Mm-hmm. We're looking to see what we can do to improve that. Certainly, I believe that you know they're going to need a little more funding. I always wanted to see them plussed up. I love the work that they do. It's so critical and important to our state. And so I do anticipate us uh, considering some legislation that would affect CPS.
2: I don't know if it uh, is something that's germane to the Judiciary Committee, but I I sure would like to see us start having some meaningful, productive discussions about the adoption process in the state of Mississippi. It's ridiculously expensive. It is uh, rife with red tape. And we got to do something about that. we got to make it easier and less expensive to adopt a child in this state.
22: Absolutely. It should be uh, a painless process. We need it to be streamlined. We have so many children out there that need good homes, and so I agree with you. So hopefully we'll be working on those issues as well.
2: Yeah, I I certainly hope so, especially um, uh, though they shouldn't be related uh, with the the Dobbs case and Roe v. Wade uh, being overturned. Uh, We've we've got to make that situation easier in the state of Mississippi. And I I, I can share certainly anecdotally, and you probably have friends as well, contacts you know have been through that process. Absolutely. and none of them report anything positive about it or or affordable about it either it's That's brutally right. expensive and, it, and it's just and, and a lot of them just give up say it's taken so long spent so much money I'm just giving up we That's don't right. need that
22: I've had many uh, friends and constituents that have had issues like that with the adoption process so um, I'm with you on that absolutely good
2: good, good. Absolutely. Uh, what else judiciary?
22: Well, nothing else really comes to mind on the judiciary side. I know that as we get closer to session, I'm certain the phone will be ringing and issues will be coming up. Oh yeah. Of course, Chairman Wiggins will be there to really take the brunt of all that. But my main focus now is trying to work on transportation and making sure that we've got the funds that we need flowing in that direction.
2: Okay. Well, hopefully we'll get there. You got any thoughts about the upcoming midterm elections and how that might affect things here in Mississippi and in the country in general?
22: Well, Gerard, you know as well as I do. Just let me say I'm glad that I am on the state level. How about that? Uh, yeah, they'll be here before we know it, no doubt. Yeah. Absolutely.
2: Yeah, yeah they will, and that, that's got the the, the country is uh, going to start really focusing in on that uh, in earnest, I believe, as, as we approach that. And if there's one thing, no matter what, we want to see is people get out and vote. Absolutely. Uh, we didn't do so well in the primaries. We did
22: not. So we really need to hone in. If there's one thing that we can do, get the message to get people out to the polls. Yeah. Just get out and vote. Absolutely. Yeah,
2: we uh, hope that will be the case. And then, of course, that all leads up to... Big year next year. Uh, what about your situation? Oh, yeah. You running?
22: I'm running awesome. again. If the people of District 18 will have me back, I'd love to go back.
2: Okay. That is awesome. Yeah. Appreciate you coming on, Senator. Jennifer Branning has been our guest here on Middays at the Neshoba County Fair. We'll take a break. we got an open segment. And then after the news at 11 o'clock, it's a candidate for Mississippi's 3rd Congressional District, Shawaski Young. Stay with us.
11: In Mississippi summertime means triple digit temperatures. This summer, it also means triple summer rebates from Browning Safe Company. Security Joe of Discount Gun Safe says you can beat the heat and save money on a new Browning Safe for your home or office. From now through the end of July, purchase a new in-stock Browning Safe and get a rebate of $150, $225, or $300. That's tripled the savings from last year's. Come visit the showroom of Discount Gun Safe at 2636 Old Brandon Road in Pearl, Mississippi and browse from over 200 safes. Planning on building a safe room in your next dream house? Well, check out the Browning Fire Rated and FEMA-approved vault door on display at Discount GunSafe. As always, if you need it delivered, have your safe installed for as little as $100 with their licensed and discreet delivery team. Call 601-939-8233 and start saving now That's
0: 601-939-8233.
9: This is the opening agri market report. The open of the New York Cotton Exchange, December cotton up 77 to 95.25, March cotton up 81 to 91.55. The open of the Chicago Board of Trade, August soybeans up 35 and a quarter to 15.68 per bushel, September soybeans up 18 and a half to 14.18 and a quarter per bushel, December corn down four and a half. To 596 and a quarter per bushel. March corn down 4 cents to 603 and a half per bushel. At the mercantile, October live cattle down 30 to 142.07. December live cattle down 17 to 147.87. September feeders up 77 to 181.20. October feeders up 52 183.75. And at the open, the Dow Jones up 123 points, 31,883. I'm Dixon Williams, and this is Supertalk Mississippi Agri-News Network. Have you ever
20: seen a field of corn or soybeans or cotton growing along the highway? Think about that for a moment. From tiny seeds comes this field of crops. You and I need to live our lives every day. The Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation celebrates 100 years in 2022. We began much the same way as a seed of an idea that took root in 1922. In the 100 years since, the Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation has contributed so much to our lives across every county of this state. From insurance to hospitals, from private property rights to road and bridge repair, Mississippi Farm Bureau has fought to make a better way of life for Mississippians, member or not. So, while agriculture is important, we are not just a farm organization. 100 years of strengthening our families, our communities, and our state. The Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation. 100 years of faith, family, and Farm Bureau.
0: Arm yourself with everything you need to take on your day. Wake up with Gallo tomorrow on 97.3 FM, Super Talk Mississippi.
5: (laughs) set all controls before recording.
0: All systems go. The talk that keeps Mississippi talking. Middays with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi. <laughs>
2: Everyone, midday Super Talk Mississippi, coming at you live from Founder Square at Mississippi's giant house party, A.K.A. the Neshoba County Fair. So, one thing I noticed this year at Rhino is it's uh, we'd had some rains prior to the show last year, in the area around the square here that was not covered in sawdust was uh, kind of muddy you kind of had to dodge the mud a bit to uh, navigate your way around but it's uh, nice and dry at least over here and I got the fans going and under the tent and then of course under the big oak tree which is uh, just between situated between us and the pavilion so overall I got to tell you folks not that bad if you're in the area uh, come on by and see us there are a lot of people walking around the fair and Speeches are underway. Uh, More coming later on today. And on the program, as we announced prior to the last break, Shawaski Young, a candidate for Mississippi's 3rd Congressional District, is going to be on with us in the next segment after the the top-of-the-hour break. And then Insurance Commissioner Mike Cheney joins us after that at 11.20. The mayor of Gulfport, Mississippi, Billy Hughes, will be on at 11.37. Lieutenant Governor Delbert Hoseman. On at 12:05, Senator Daniel Sparks will join middays here on Founder Square at 12:37. So Rhino we've got to check in on uh, the markets today. The dead gum kangaroo has got to be exhausted. Uh, I'm sure you've seen it. We had uh, declines across the indexes yesterday, and then Microsoft came out and announced earnings, and the even though. Uh, they, they, they missed their on their quarterly results. They issued very positive guidance going out into the future, and the market responded positively to that. And so the indexes are up uh, rather sharply already this morning. The Nasdaq up 298, the Dow Jones 151. Of course, the Nasdaq primarily driven by the rise of microsoft shares which is a result of that positive guidance the stock up today twelve dollars and seventy three cents that is uh... that's good to see and again with a good positive guidance but lots of other economic information as we have talked about the the uh, first two days of the week on the show scheduled to be released this week this afternoon everybody certainly in the investment community is on the edge of their seats waiting for Fed Chairman Jerome Powell to tell us what he's going to do about those interest rates. It is widely believed that we're going to get three-quarters of a point bump of interest rates. Uh, Not too long ago, the thought was we may get a full point, and that sent the markets into a tailspin. But now there's some feeling that inflation is moderating a bit, and so the Fed may back off on the plans. That's what's expected, at least, that we're going to get three-quarters of a point. And all the interviews I heard this morning from the economic talking heads was that, yeah, we're going to get three-quarters of a point. But there are certainly some other concerns uh, in the market, in particular, home sales and home prices, I should say. U.S. home prices are falling. They're set to fall even more by as much as 20 to 25% over the next few months which is uh, not good news to those who have have uh, bitten the bullet and made a purchase of course a lot of that was driven by uh, sitting on the sidelines during the pandemic and in ridiculously low mortgage rates folks got in on that and were able to, to lock in and make a purchase but of course the, the price of the property, uh, a bit inflated and so with mortgage rates climbing that is expected and, and also other economic conditions we talked yesterday about walmart reporting uh, missing on both the top and bottom line and uh, they, they attributed that to folks having spent spend more of their money on food and gas and they can't buy stuff that makes them more money in the stores apparel electronics etc et and when you got that going on then that has a tendency when you're having to spend more of your money on gas and, and the staples of life, then you're not as comfortable going out and making these big-time home purchases and major purchases and so forth. So anyhow, uh, on the ceasefire tax line, home prices aren't falling in Oxford, $205 a foot. You know, I heard I heard the same thing from some friends that, that have property up there or are looking to buy. But, of course, it's, it's always... Uh, it, Kind of specific to a market, right? So, but overall, when you look at the nation, the uh, demand is is starting to fall below supply. The home builders and the home construction industry, they have issued uh, some fairly serious warnings about the industry, that industry, as well. So, anyhow, just a little bit of economic uh, news for you. Uh, hey Gerard, that was a great a little Van Halen come off coming off a break. Appreciate that on the ceasefire text line. So it's time to take a break here for the news. When we come back, Shawaski Young, a candidate for Mississippi's third congressional district. You're listening to Midday Super Talk Mississippi. For Ole Miss Sports,
0: WFMN, Flora Jackson, Super Talk, Mississippi, powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros, 601 345 8090.
23: Fox News, I'm Chris Foster. The president comes out of isolation to deliver a speech from the White House Rose Garden this morning.
20: President Biden completed five full days of isolation after testing positive for COVID and a full course of treatment of the antiviral drug Paxlovid. His physician says the president has tested negative for COVID last night and again this morning. President Biden has been working from home, attending meetings this past
23: week, virtually. Fox is Jared Halpern. Basketball star Brittany Griner testifies at her marijuana possession trial in Russia. She said today when she was detained, she was not read her rights, given access to a lawyer, and little of what she was told or documents forced to sign were translated. Fox's Greg Palcott, the man accused of assaulting police officer Brian Sicknick during the Capitol riot, agrees to plead guilty. Sicknick died the next day of natural causes with no injuries, according to the autopsy. America's listening to Fox News.
1: we have mowers in stock and ready for you. Frederick Sales and Service, the choice in outdoor equipment, serving you since 1993.
18: I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Americans continue to deal with sticker shock at the grocery store and gas pumps with inflation at a 40-year high. The Commerce Department is expected to release its report on the second quarter gross domestic product Thursday, stoking concerns about a recession. Florida Senator Rick Scott talked about the impact of a shrinking GDP on Fox News. When we have negative GDP, what's that mean? That means you make less money.
0: That means people are gonna get laid off. That means the value of things are going to go down, like your home.
18: That's what's happening. And by the way, it's happening. President Biden told reporters Monday he doesn't believe the nation is going to be in a recession, which is typically marked by two consecutive quarters of shrinking GDP. The first quarter GDP dropped 1.6%. For Super Talk Mississippi News, I'm Kelly Bennett.
7: Some things sound so good you can almost taste it, like bluebell strawberry lemonade ice cream, delicious strawberry ice cream swirled with lemonade sherbet and sprinkled with lemon-flavored flakes. It's better than you can imagine.
18: The good old day.
12: Ice cream at your local grocer and pick up your favorite flavor today.
18: A Stanford University study released in December found that Natchez and its surrounding area offer one of the highest standards of living in the U.S.
23: And then there was a recent study just came out that
5: Mississippi is the most affordable state in America. So here we are,
2: the best of both.
18: Natchez Mayor Dan Gibson is hoping to capitalize on that.
2: And we are going to be recruiting remote workers uh, everywhere from Austin to Atlanta to LA to New York to come to Natchez. We will give them 6,000 as long as they come here, invest about 150,000 or more in real estate and have, you know, proof that they
3: are bona remote workers. Yeah.
18: This will actually be the second time the city has launched their remote worker campaign. It's an effort to draw new residents to the city. For all the latest Mississippi news, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or online at supertalk.fm.
8: If you're looking for strong, reliable construction equipment for sale or rent in Mississippi, then contact Taylor Construction Equipment. As your number one source for Bell-articulated dump trucks and track carriers, as well as Hyundai hydraulic excavators, mini excavators, and wheel loaders, you can depend on Taylor to provide you with the best construction equipment backed by the best 24-7 sudden service experience. Call us at 833-773-3421 or taylorconstructionequipment.com
2: Welcome back, everyone, to Midday Super Talk Mississippi, coming at you live from the Neshoba County Fair. We're under the Super Talk tent uh, just to the side of the pavilion here on Founder Square. And joining us now on the set... Shawaski Young, a candidate for Congress to represent Mississippi's third congressional district. Shawaski, thanks for coming
12: on the program. Listen, thank you so very much for having me back here at Super Talk Mississippi. Yes, sir. So uh, you've already spoken this morning, huh? I spoke this morning at 10 a.m. It was a great, great opportunity to uh, talk to the folks here in Neshoba County and across the state. Uh, I think folks really felt good about what we had to talk about during next speech. Sure. Tell us a little bit about your background, Mr. Sure. Young. Sure. So, look, I'm, I'm born, raised, and educated right here in Mississippi's uh, third congressional district. Okay. I held from. Winston and Neshoba County's uh product of Mississippi public. Oh, it's your Foods. backyard here. This is my backyard. <laughs> I had my first job, you know, right here at the uh Neshoba County Fair of parking cars when I was fifteen. That's awesome absolutely yeah yeah so East research community college Jackson okay. State University yeah uh, and also you know spent uh, my first uh, career job working for both Secretary of State's Dr. Eric Clark and also Lieutenant Governor uh, Deborah Hoseman, who's uh, speaking here now or in just a moment
2: okay so uh, you're running as a Democrat Absolutely. Is that right, yeah. absolutely. right. And, and you will be taking on uh, Congressman Michael
12: Guest I who currently be holds facing that, me that, that seat <laughs> okay uh, uh, what was your message this morning well look, you know one of the things that was very important I want to get across is uh, talking about our uh, Christian values here in the state, you okay. know, uh, the values that, respect, uh, that, that bring us together as Mississippians, our Christian values, values of honesty and doing uh, what you say you're going to do, uh, values that garner respect but also calls for humility as well, uh, and doing unto others as you would have them do unto you. Those are the things that connect us uh, here in Mississippi, and I think that one of the things that's important for us to remember is how we're treating people. Uh, once that message uh, was going across in the, the crowd, we talked about the economics of it. Uh, I've been talking with Republicans and independents and Democrats all across the state for the past year, Uh, and folks want a representative who's going to bring jobs to Mississippi 3rd Congressional District. I talked about uh, being able to have connections with some of the largest companies in our entire country. They want to do business here. We have to create the environment for private sector to grow here, because we all know, look, government doesn't create jobs private sector does it's government's job to actually make sure we have a business environment Uh, so that's the message talk about tax breaks for small businesses because they're the backbone of our community and also talking about making sure that we protect social security uh, as we move forward look our elders took care of us we gotta take care of them those were the tenants of the conversation for today. And I think people really appreciate that.
2: Well, that's interesting. So with respect to, uh, you, you mentioned, I believe, tax credits for small businesses. Yeah. Um, you're probably aware that uh, there, there's been a, a bill that uh, the, the Democrats in Congress on the Senate side, in particular the scaled-down Build Back Better version. Yeah. Uh, have uh, actually been proposing to increase taxes on small businesses. They want to apply the net investment income tax, the 3.8% so-called Medicare tax, to uh, profits earned by small businesses, pass-through organizations, sub-S, corporations, and LLCs, et cetera. Are are you in favor there,
12: do you oppose that? Look, look, I'm not in favor for anything that's going to be raising taxes on small businesses. We have to do what's best for Mississippi. Right now, our particular state is last in pretty much every social economic category when it comes to business growth and also our economy. Look, That may not be the case for Massachusetts. It may not be the case for New York, and it may not be the case for California. I want to make sure that we're making sure that corporations at the top uh, those the, the Facebooks the apples the Amazon's that those folks are paying their fair share in American taxes so we can create the revenue needed to invest back into our economy through our small businesses to create more jobs and make sure that our communities stay strong okay. so I'm not for raising taxes on anything that's going to involve small businesses
2: you know one of the things you, you also talked about Social Security and you've probably seen that there are three bills I believe at this point that have been proposed um, on the Senate side the US Senate side to try to address what we all know is coming, which is uh, Social Security is going broke. So there are three different approaches that have been um, uh, specified and outlined in three different bills. Do you have any particular personal
12: ideas about what we need to do with Social Security? Look, one of the things we have to do is make sure that the program is remains solvent mm-hmm. and gets to be solvent. It's not solvent right now. We know that. I want to make sure that we're making our uh, investments into our senior citizens and our older Americans to make sure that Social Security stays in place, but also that we are actually using our tax money in a way that's going to be sustainable for the program and also make sure that those folks that are on Medicaid and Medicare uh, actually be able to be put on that program through a solvent way as well.
2: Yeah. Look,
12: I don't want to be, you know, someone is going to actually sit here and tell you that, look, everyone that uh, wants social entitlement programs needs to be on it. We want to make sure that our programs are managed effectively. And we need to make sure that people who are on those programs deserve to be on those programs and actually can stay on those programs.
2: Yeah, I mean, they're, they're complex issues, no very, doubt. Very, complex. But uh, I, I will say that just the fact that you even bring that up is a, is a matter that it needs to get on the table, and needs to be discussed. I agree. Because the problem ge- keeps getting kicked down the uh, the road there, and, and nobody's really talking uh,
12: seriously about taking some action to deal well, with it. Look, we have so much uh, division in our political discord now between Republicans and Democrats across the entire country. And I think that that's one of the things that, you know, I really bring to the table here. And what I talked about this morning uh, on stage, uh, here to the folks in Neshoba County, look, I'm not going to be someone that boasts 100% in line with my party all the time. Okay, But there are actual things within our party that we have to fix, that we have to get right, that Republicans actually do have some pretty good ideas on. Uh, how we actually sustain our entitlement programs or our, our programs that benefit our uh, our low-income Americans or marginalized groups. Look, there's some compassionate programs that Republicans have put forth. There are some programs on the Democratic side that we actually need to do a little bit more work on, but what we have to be able to do is work across the aisle with one another and make sure we're doing the right things for our state. As a uh, representative, it's my job to make sure the people of the third congressional district, regardless of if you're white, black, uh, uh, Native American, uh, regardless of whether you're low-income or you're rich, hey, Or you have a small business owner, especially that I'm representing you in the interest of our economy and also what's in the best interest of our people, and you can count on me with that.
2: Gotcha. Gotcha. So I noticed on on your website under the uh, topic of economic policy, you you stated your first bullet point uh, developing a local pipeline for high earning career pathways. Can you elaborate on
12: that? Absolutely. Absolutely. So look, look, I've I've had the the, the fortunate opportunity to work around this country and also work with some of the uh, uh, executives that represent some of the large. Uh, and most respected companies in the world. The people who actually are lawyers for Facebook, Bank of America, Google, Apple, and these companies and things like this, they are friends of mine. Okay. Right? And these folks want to invest their companies' opportunities in Mississippi. They want to be able to make sure that economic growth is happening in our state. So how we actually develop that uh, is working with those particular companies to bring those jobs here to Mississippi, to bring those opportunities here to Mississippi, to provide the small businesses and our school and educational systems with programs that they can actually provide as a pipeline. into entry for college and also for uh, their private sector hiring and things like that. So when you graduate from uh, Mississippi State or Jackson State University or Tougaloo College or Millsaps or Belhaven, Uh, And also Ole Miss, hey, (laughs) congratulations on the national championship for those Ole Miss (laughs) fans out there Uh, that, you know, you have a job that's going to secure your future and your family's future, one of which that's moving forward in this highly technological world that we're moving in. Uh, And also they want to invest in our agricultural opportunities as well, too. So when I say uh, investing in higher earning career pathways, that means the gamut of bringing the private sector into our particular state. Uh, to invest in our students, invest in our, our businesses, invest in our people.
2: So you said earlier that uh, you, you see yourself working across the aisle. Have to. You Absolutely. You believe you can, and you also Absolutely. noted, I believe, that there were some Republican policies that you could
12: get behind. Look, I'll tell you. Just, just this morning, I was really surprised uh, when somebody walked by behind stage. Uh, I'm not going to say what political campaign shirt they had on, but they said, "My goodness, man, you sound like a Republican." I said, well, I, "I said, well, you know, I guess. Thank you, but look, I, I sound like a Mississippian. Look, we all want the best for our children." we all fear God, at least I hope so. That's what we all said. But seriously, we have a lot of work to do in our economy here in this state. Uh, We have to be able to work together to do that.
2: So do you feel like should you be uh, fortunate to get elected to Congress to represent the 3rd District? You you know how leadership works and the sausages made in Congress, uh, in the House especially, (laughs) where you got leadership is going to try to force you to walk the plank. And it may
12: be to to support things you don't agree with. Look, that's, that's not how I was raised. That's not what I believe in. That's not the Mississippi way. You know, I do what's best uh, first and foremost, uh, before I actually went on stage this morning, uh, a group of folks came up and prayed for me before I went up there. And at the end of that prayer, she told me, "Look, God's telling me to tell you uh, to always speak what's on your heart when you're talking to people and when you're governing. If you get the opportunity to win, uh, and that's the way I'm going to actually do it. You know, if it's best for the state, if it's best for our folks. Look, there's not a lot people really disagree on in the state of Mississippi. Yeah, it's it's, it's the politics of it, and it's our explanation of it for dollars that are in politics that want to separate us instead of dividers. Uh, yeah. So look, I'm not going to be someone that's I'm gonna in line at my party all the time look, that's not even going to, look, nobody's going to keep their job in Mississippi if that's the case. Yeah. So.
2: I, I think that's probably true. Uh, you say that you are for lowering taxes for working class families, small business owners. You kind of touched on that yeah. uh, a yeah. bit. Uh, anything specific there you got look, in mind? I, I,
12: I want to make sure that those folks who are choosing to start small businesses have the app- actual opportunities to do so and make money in their first uh, year or uh, two years of actual business growth because that's the hardest time for business to actually sustain itself, right? So it, we want to make sure that they're providing tax breaks in that area. Uh, those folks who don't come from a large background of economic wealth I want to make sure that they have a leg up and getting in and getting those small business loans they need to start their businesses Gotcha. you gotcha. you
2: cool. Well, uh, we are out of time here in the segment, but we appreciate you coming on Midday. Man, it was Shawaski. great being with you. Yeah, it was, it was, was nice talking to you, and, and good luck to you on the campaign trail. Thank you so much. God bless you. Shawaski Young, candidate for Mississippi's 3rd Congressional District, running on the Democrat ticket. We're going to take a break right here. Middays is at Founder Square, the Neshoba County Fair. When we come back, it's Commissioner Mike Cheney. He's the insurance commissioner for the great state of Mississippi. We'll be right back.
24: Did you know Callaway's has beautiful decorative accessories and gift items for your indoors and outdoors? Callaway's has bulk soils for pickup and local delivery. Callaway's landscape designers Clinton Streeter and Corey Castle can design and install your landscape. Callaway's Glutstadt on Calhoun Station Parkway, south of German townhouse. Everything
22: for home and
15: garden. that's
24: what Callaway's is. This hour
25: of middays with Gerard Gibbert is sponsored by Innovative Health Clinic in Ridgeland. For personalized in-office treatment for urinary incontinence, erectile dysfunction, and neuropathy, they help you get your life back.
23: be sure to catch sports talk mississippi your new home for the best sports coverage right here in the magnolia state every day from three until six right here on super talk jackson 97.3 the talk
0: that keeps mississippi talking we're rolling hit it go play it middays with gerard gibbert on super talk mississippi
2: back everyone midday super top mississippi live from founder square at the neshoba county fair right in the middle of fair week we're going to be here tomorrow as well continuing with the action packed lineup is now the commissioner of the mississippi insurance department for the state of mississippi mr mike cheney commissioner good to have you on
19: Well, I hope you can hear me, uh, Gerard. <laughs> there was a great pause there. That's because I wasn't going to say anything bad about the University Medical Center or Blue Cross Blue
2: Shield. I didn't say anything about that. I uh, know, I didn't either. <laughs> except during the fair. <laughs> <laughs> we hadn't even dove into that yet. But uh, you've spoken this morning already. I have huh? spoken this morning. Uh, and what, what was your message? Basically, the message has been that
19: uh, next year, besides health care and hurricanes, uh, our biggest <laughs> issue may be pet insurance. Pet insurance. Pet insurance. You know, they were, and I They'll had lunch several and weeks ago, and he said, uh, Mike, oh, what's the biggest issue? And I said, outside of health insurance and hurricanes, <laughs> it's going to be pet insurance. <laughs> <Gotcha>. <laughs> I, I, that's serious. That's a big deal. But we'll get that handled. Okay. Um, the other message was that uh, we want the University Medical Center and Blue Cross Blue Shield to, to have a, a meeting of the minds and find some common ground and get this network issue settled.
2: Yeah. And and where is it right now? What's the latest? Well, if the
19: mediator doesn't give us an updated report, but I hadn't heard anything from him in four weeks. so I assume that nothing's happened, and then last night someone called me and informed me that uh, the University Medical Center had purchased another month's worth of billboard ads against you know billboards mm-hmm. against Blue Cross. So I, I really don't. I can't tell the public what the progress is because we don't know. Hmm. Um, and what we do know, we can't tell anyway. So It's think, a complicated issue. Do you see some lawsuits coming out of this? Yeah, possibly some lawsuits. Not over the network so much, but over um, frivolous things that will happen. But uh, the, the problem is that you, you cancel people's insurance in, in midstream. Yeah. and had a contract with a carrier to be able to use the University Medical Center and the University Medical Center canceled the Evergreen contract back in March. So there are a lot of people at fault here. It's not yeah. just one person, and you can't point the finger at the UMMC or Blue Cross Blue Shield. Everybody's guilty here of doing something wrong. But when you have to send people that need liver transplants to Houston, and we've got a guy from uh, right here in Philadelphia, a young 28-year-old man, uh, and I, I have to be careful not to uh, violate any hip laws, but he couldn't get a liver transplant at the University Medical Center, so he's in Houston now. He had Blue Cross, Blue Shield of Texas but the way that works Blue Cross Blue Shield of Mississippi administers that program for the Texas Blue Cross I and it gets you. complicated but he's in Texas and hopefully we'll help him the other guy that has been people have talked about is Mr. Dugan, he's been wide open but yep. uh, to enable him to get his transplant he had to change carrier so he just dropped Blue Cross and went to um, another carrier that's going to pay for the, hmm. the uh, liver transplant
2: hmm. interesting, yeah Mr. Dugan's been on, on the program before so uh, yeah, it's complicated, it's Deep, it's wide, but in the meantime, uh, we're seem to be at an impasse, and there doesn't seem to be any breakthrough. The both sides uh, have a, a fairly sizable financial gap between them right now. They, they really do,
19: and and they're both well-heeled, and have a lot. of I say well-heeled in the fact they got a lot of money. Yep. And um, i prohibited from court rulings from talking about certain financial aspects because Blue Cross went to court and got us an injunction against me. But sure. Uh, I can say that both parties should be able to sit down, and I think Blue Cross Blue Shield is capable of paying more of the University Medical Center. Uh, but not paying what they want, you just—they want a forty percent increase. You're not going to get that. Yeah. And the University Medical Center is certainly capable of accepting something that's reasonable, so both parties could work this out if they just get out of room. This is not rocket science. They know what it's going to cost them. This is just two people being hard Hmm.
2: Interesting. Well, uh, obviously, I'm—we're not privy to uh, the negotiations and and the discussions with the with the mediator, but. Uh, if they're going out and spending more money on billboards and outdoor advertising, that would seem to indicate that uh, they're not close at this point.
19: That's what it said to me. I, somebody called me last night and sent me a text, and I said that's the first time I'd heard that. But uh, that, That's a pretty good indicator that they're not looking to settle in August or right. for the 1st of September. Right. right. Otherwise, that would be a
2: frivolous investment. And, and I
19: sure. would say the so. worst thing that would happen would be to try to get a legislative solution. Uh, because no telling what that would end up in.
2: Yeah, I don't think don't think that. Uh, everybody's be
19: got a different opinion, but uh, it, it's tough. What we're headed for is health care providers, especially corporations. These are not doctors necessarily. Yeah. Gerard will start saying, you're going to pay me what I want to be paid to use my hospital, or I'm not going to see you. So that, that may negate what insurance is willing to do. And if you don't have networks, they can charge you. $500,000 for a liver transplant. right? And that's going to break the system. And what you're going to end up with is socialized medicine in the a single-payer system, which is the worst scenario of all of them. Mm-hmm. So people have to work within the framework of the laws that we have today, and neither one of them are doing this because the University Medical Center has a statutory law, uh, Regulation 37-115, that says they're supposed to see and take care of every person in Mississippi they're public hospital, and on the other side, Blue Cross Blue Shield has statutory laws that says they're supposed to have ad- adequate adequate networks.
2: Right, network adequacy, and, right, and, and and network term, adequacy is the right word, yeah. and that's
19: under uh, Section eighty three five two hundred one of the code. And uh, people aren't interested in that. In Radio right. land. What they're interested in is what can we do to fix this problem? Yeah. And what you can do to fix this problem is make these two people, two entities, get into a room and work it out.
2: Yeah. Something else is going on, Commissioner uh, Cheney. Commissioner Mike Cheney, Mississippi Department of Insurance, is our guest. Is uh, the Democrats appear to be fairly close to extending the Obamacare enhancements that were passed as part of the American Rescue Plan, which which lowered premium costs by the the, the threshold test the. Uh, Federal poverty level and income test also eliminated the so-called subsidy cliff, which allows anyone whose income is more than 400 percent of the federal poverty level to to uh, qualify for these benefits. And at 150 percent of the FPL, it's zero cost, which is actually better than Medicaid expansion for for able-bodied adults can get private coverage in the exchange. Have you guys contemplated how this may affect your world? We, we it's have been temporarily at in place so far.
19: We've looked at it, but the problem is that. We, as regulators in this country, I'm talking about the 50 of us in the United States and the District of Columbia, American Samoa, and the other territories, which are three others, have not been informed as to what the legislation would be. We had assumed that they would just extend the tax credits as they are, but... Now, the Biden administration is adding a lot of stuff to it. Right, It's going to complicate issues for us as regulators. But they're looking at us now and saying, eh, we're not going to let y'all regulate at a state level. We're going to start doing it from a federal level. Hmm. And even Obama himself said that would not work. Yeah, I remember that. So I don't know if Biden and Harris know something. I don't know. But they're, they're acting like... They know something that they don't know. They're acting like idiots sometimes.
2: Well, the reason, uh, as you're probably aware, uh, Commissioner, that this is is highly probable to become a reality is because Senator Joe Manchin, who's been the firewall to the big, giant uh, Build Back Better plan, has indicated the last couple of weeks he could get on board with that. And so the Democrats, Chuck Schumer, he's counting on Joe Manchin supporting this watered-down bill, which primarily includes that. Well, I don't know what Manchin will do. Uh, I would find it hard to believe he'd,
19: he'd vote for it, but he might. He's still a Democrat, and he's got to get reelected as a Democrat in his district, so yeah. he may do that. But uh, What I would hope is the Senate will stop it, Yeah. <laughs> but we've got bid terms coming up. You've got you've to keep the system in place. It would be chaotic not to complete the system that we have now and keep it funded because you'd have... 8 million people without insurance in the morning. Yeah,
2: and that's the concern, and also that that these enhancements that everybody's gotten used to that buys their coverage in the exchanges, that all ends at the end of the year, and the concern is that, well, premiums are going to go up. I shared an example the other day where someone could see their premiums rise by as much as 50% who's currently buying their insurance in the exchanges. So uh, all that's kind of waiting out there. I think the Democrats are going to use that uh, uh, very powerfully in their election bids. So anyhow, that that could turn the whole thing upside down, especially if you're saying they want to pull back the regulation to the federal level. I don't like that at all. Well, I don't either, and
19: and it's kind of like... I'm chair of the C Committee at the National Associates of Insurance Commissioners, and part of my job is to try to keep federal intervention out of our system. Yeah. And one of the things the FIO, that's the Federal Insurance Office, wants to sure. do sure. is have one one automobile insurance for everybody in the country. Oh, my gosh. I Universal mean, it no doesn't matter what you drive, insurance. you're going to pay the same premium.
2: You can't have that No, that won't work. That would be a disaster. And it, what it would do, so you talk about the, the famous... Uh, clip from Barack Obama was choice and competition. That's the antithesis of choice and competition right there. I mean, that, that, would, that wouldn't would be in anybody's best interest. Well, um, lots of stuff brewing for sure. Real quickly before you go, what about the Fire Academy? How are we doing there? Fire
19: Academy is doing good. Uh, we, we're building a new dorm and we've got the limits taken off for folks that we can help train emergency medical responders. That's a big deal today. Yeah, I know it is. About 90% of our calls is, as firefighters uh, happens to be uh, taking care of folks with medical needs.
2: Yeah, I got it. Well appreciate you coming on as always, Commissioner Thank you, Gerard. Mike always Chaney. a pleasure. Yes sir. Good intelligent man. We appreciate you <laughs> appreciate you. It. Appreciate Thank that, you, Mike. Thank you. We'll step aside for a break right here. We've got Leonard Papania, the chief administrative officer of the city of Gulfport, coming on next. Stay with us.
13: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, a 20% chance of rain. Sunny skies, high near 95. Tonight, mostly clear, low down to 76. Your Thursday, sunny skies and hot, high near 95. And your finally Friday showers and thunderstorms likely, high near 93. This weather forecast has been brought to you by our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service at 1208 Old Fannin Road. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service, your Yamaha Outboard dealer in Brandon.
21: Jibbers Portable Buildings presents the 35th Annual Mississippi Wildlife Extravaganza. July 29th through 31st at the Clyde News Center in Pearl. Featuring celebrity appearances all weekend. At the heart of Texas snake handlers from Rattlesnake Republic, son of the South Josh Carney, Yacht Yacht, Moonshiner Mike, Ronnie Adams, Ashley Dead Eye Jones, and Bruce Mitchell from Swamp People. The Big Buck Contest. Bring your bucks to enter for cash and prizes. And get entered in Magnolia Records. See Jason Reynolds High Flying Retrievers, the Kid's Catfish Hand Grabbing Tank, Kid's Casting tutorials. A new pond habitat demonstration. Try your hand at the archery and BB gun ranges. Learn turkey calling from the legendary Paul Meek and five-time world champion Preston Pittman. Kids get in free Friday, July 29th. Kids five and under are free all weekend. The Mississippi Wildlife Extravaganza. Presented in part by Blue Cross Blue Shield of Mississippi. Mississippi Ag and Bass Pro Shops. July 29th through 31st at the Clyde Muse Center in Pearl. Truly bigger and better than ever.
11: Land is one of the most valuable assets you will acquire in your lifetime. Hey there, I'm Don Coleman, a land professional at Four Corner Properties in Gluckstadt. Making sure that right property fits your wants and needs is my job. As a proven leader in the land business at Four Corner Properties, I can help you do just that. Give me a call at 662-571-1386 or at the office 601-952-2828. Land for you is what I do.
15: Briscoe Deli, serving giant sandwiches, award-winning rib plates, and original recipe catfish with a family-friendly atmosphere. Open 1030 a.m. to 8 p.m. Monday through Friday. Briscoe Deli, we have something for everyone. Located just off Pearson Road on Phillips Lane in Pearl. Come see us.
13: 601 345 8090. That's 601 345 8090. Or online at BaroniesTreePros.com. That's BaroniesTreePros.com.
18: I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Americans continue to deal with sticker shock at the grocery store and gas pumps with inflation at a 40-year high. The Commerce Department is expected to release its report on the second quarter gross domestic product Thursday, stoking concerns about a recession. Florida Senator Rick Scott talked about the impact of a shrinking GDP on Fox News. When we have negative GDP, what's that mean? That means you make less
0: money. That means people are gonna get laid off. That means the value of things are going to go down, like
18: your home. That's what's happening. By the way, it's happening. President Biden told reporters Monday he doesn't believe the nation is going to be in a recession, which is typically marked by two consecutive quarters of shrinking GDP. The first quarter GDP dropped 1.6%. For Supertalk Mississippi News, I'm Kelly Bennett. Jake Mangum
25: here.
0: Is everybody ready? I'm ready. Ready here. Middays with Gerard Gibbons on Super Talk, Mississippi.
24: Two, three, four.
2: Welcome back everyone to Midday Super Talk Mississippi Live from Founder Square at the Neshoba County Fair, the 2022 edition of it. Joining us now in the Element Well Studios here under the big oak tree in the Super Talk fence today is Leonard Papagna, the Chief Administrative Officer for the City of Gulfport. Leonard, thanks for coming on middays.
26: Oh, I'm glad to be here and glad to be in Neshoba.
2: Yeah, man. So I was just commenting that last year it was kind of muddy. We had rain uh, before the show on Wednesday, but uh, it's nice and dry. Sawdust is out. Folks are enjoying themselves. This is a -a one-of-a-kind event that you really can't describe to anybody that hasn't ever been here. Uh, You you have to be at the fair to understand the fair. (laughs) Absolutely true. All right. so how long have you been in this role uh, as the Chief Administrative Officer, the CAO uh, Uh, of uh, Gulfport?
26: I just hit my one-year mark. Uh, I had retired in August of 2020 as Chief of Police with the City of Gulfport. Okay. uh, And uh, went into the Private sector for a little bit, and then Mayor Hughes called me up. Said uh, there's an opportunity to come back, and uh, uh, I, I love the city of Gulfport, and so it was a no-brainer. So, what uh,
2: what are the core responsibilities for a chief administrative officer of a city?
26: Uh, in my role, uh, my duty is to oversee the day-to-day operations, ensure that our directors have the resources they need to execute the missions that we take on. And uh, uh, just to kind of keep things uh, going and moving ahead and uh, listening to our council and our mayor and and executing their missions. Yeah. Uh, How are the sales tax diversions going? We're actually doing well. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, based on our budget predictions, it looks like uh, we're going to be over, which is always a good thing, uh, especially in uh, the economy we're in. Yeah, it, it's it's good to be doing well. Yeah. You see, uh,
2: tourism picking up, doing well this summer. Seems like this is the year everybody kind of gets back to some degree of
26: normalcy with respect to travel and vacations and so forth. It, it, they are, and, and I tell you, uh, Mayor Hughes has this uh, saying: "The I had no idea." And and it's funny to watch people come to our Gulf Coast for the first time and uh, uh, make that remark. Uh, from Bay St. Louis to Ocean Springs, there's just so many different things you can do on our Gulf Coast. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's thriving. There's no doubt about
2: it. I always enjoy uh, being around the coast. was uh, married a Biloxi girl in, in the city of Biloxi a long time ago, uh, but... Certainly, the gaming industry seems to be strong. All the reports I see, they're they're endure, experiencing uh, really strong revenue, and that's producing lots of, of taxes for for the state and for the the area as well. As as that model is built, uh, in fact, it's pretty hard to get a room. Honestly, I mean, they're they're booking pretty well,
26: and that's a great thing. Yeah. It's, it's a great thing. Every day, we try and create uh, other reasons why people want to be on our Gulf Coast. Yeah, no doubt about it.
2: We always enjoy. Uh, the Cruising the Coast event coming up uh, pretty soon, what a fantastic deal that was. And I was we, we were set up on the stage there overlooking all those fantastic vehicles. That being, brings people from, I think last year we had all 50 states represented, if I'm not we, mistaken. We do,
26: and I tell you, every year our numbers go up, and we... Years ago, we always contemplated how much can we handle, yeah. and uh, we continued to, to test uh, test the limits. Uh, cruising always starts with view the cruise. Uh, that first Sunday uh, at, in downtown Gulfport, we get about 20,000 people, and it's really a great kickoff event. And This year, uh, the Friday before, uh, we will be doing the Sea of Stars at our aquarium and there's a uh, lighted drone show that occurs um, and it's, it's it's just really every year it gets bigger and bigger.
2: Yeah, no doubt about it, it's a one-of-a-kind unique event, really cool and it's in it's so good to bring people from all over the state. It's another situation where you're showcasing an area and a lot of times you get those same responses. I, I didn't know that uh, sort of deal because they've never been in our state and they're blown away and many even decide to make their home, take their residence up. Just, I, I found that out last year interviewing some folks uh, just by attending, cruising the coast, and experiencing all the wonderful things the coast has to offer.
26: Yeah, it, it's sometimes that, that first bite hits you. Uh, <laughs> we've seen a lot of military families become coastians, yeah. and uh, it, it's great when you can convert a visitor to a resident.
2: Yeah, it's all, it, it is truly awesome. So what what are some of the key challenges that uh, you, the mayor of the city council, are, are working on that, that kind of bubbles up to the
26: top of the job jar? Well, you know, uh, we, we have a city government with a lot of vision. With a lot of vision comes a lot of projects, and projects means money. I was just speaking with the uh, lieutenant governor uh, this morning, and he was very instrumental on helping us uh, uh, get some final funding for a town center that will be right there in downtown Gulfport. It's going to put 200 residents in our downtown area. And uh, really, how we network in the state and find those funds is is crucial. And to get the support like we do from Jackson, we've we've been really fortunate with that. We've got uh, several other uh, projects where our aquarium is. We're now building a tram bridge that'll go into Jones oh, Park oh, yeah. and spread out into the park, and it's really going to help connect our, our harbor community with our downtown.
2: Yeah. What about the just the collaboration from an economic and in, in, in other areas as well with with the other coastal cities, Biloxi, Ocean Springs, Bay St. Louis, et cetera. How's that going?
26: It, it, it's going great. Uh, when Mayor Hughes came in in 2013, uh, he started the thought process One Coast, and it's something we really believe in. And, and the collective, when they're working together, we get so much more done. Um, uh, we met with our Harrison County Board of Supervisors. We're contemplating uh, how to get the best thing out of our ARPA monies, putting yeah. them together. Yeah. And and you know, we're not in competition with one another. When one of us on the coast succeed, we all do.
2: Yeah, and I think most people sort of view it as one contiguous area. Don't not don't so much distinguish between uh, the cities because they they are. Adjacent. I mean, you're you're in one, and you just cross a line, an imaginary line on the road, and you're in the next one. So, it, it, and it, and they've all expanded quite a bit, east, all directions except south, of course, east, west, and north. But uh, why, what about new casino projects? What are we hearing on there? Anything
26: uh, cooking? Uh, I know in Gulfport, uh, nothing really on the board there. Um, uh, you know, we're always trying to invite new industry into the area, yeah. uh, and and continue because we want a broad scope. Of uh, uh, economics, sure. And uh, um, but as of right now, they're not talking about any new casinos. Okay. What
2: about the city of Gofford in, in its organizational um, its organization chart itself? How are you doing there? You you've got job openings? Are you
26: what well, We fully do. staffed. Uh, uh, we're in a, a really odd time with staffing uh, positions that were always historically filled uh, are not law enforcement uh... where my background is over the last ten years has taken some really hard knocks, and and the result is you know we always heard defund the police the police defunded it because there's just less people going Mm -hmm. into it Mm. and that continues to be a challenge but communities have to take that and say how can we do things differently how can we convert the model and move forward yeah
2: i got you so what what about uh... crime in the city
26: it, you know it's interesting. we're the second largest city in the state mm-hmm. and uh, uh, sometimes Guport I think gets an unfair hit on that and I always challenge people let's look at it per capita mm-hmm. and not per yeah, just, city just, and 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 you know uh, again there's some challenges there uh, uh, and, and it goes back to how as a nation law enforcement has been attacked and some of the results have been negative in trying to provide a quality of life when the historical respect for law enforcement uh, has been tampered with. Yeah. Fortunately, in Mississippi and along the Gulf Coast, we have not experienced it like the rest of the, the nation. I know you said you talked
2: to Lieutenant Governor Hoseman earlier, and he's coming on the show uh, in a little bit. Anything in particular that the city of Gulfport, from your perspective, is seeking from the state legislature at this point?
26: Well, uh one of our uh, big projects is the interconnector road uh if, if you ever been to gutport right there at the intersection of creosote and 49 just south i 10 yeah. especially during the holidays uh, becomes unrealistic and uh, we have a good design of a, uh, a bypass that will help connect uh, and provide a uh, flyover the interstate, where pedestrian and bicycle traffic can make the crossing Mm, and and better connect and relieve that intersection. And um, we have a lot of the funding in place. The state's been good to us, and we're still trying to shore that up. Yeah, gotcha.
2: So you said earlier that you had been working uh, together, the cities and the county, uh, with uh, uh, allocating ARPA money. Is that done? You have a plan at this point?
26: Well, right now we're going to our uh, our city governments, our council, and to the board of supervisors. Uh, now that our engineers have sat down together, and uh, we're going to talk with them, and then look about moving forward. There's these monies are really I, I hate to say once in a lifetime, yeah. but they. We don't see these kind of monies, so it's important we take on those projects. Uh, you know, our water treatment plants need some upgrades, and uh, uh, we're looking at a total package on that, and try and get, use those monies to start moving that way on that project.
2: Gotcha, and that's something that the lieutenant governor has uh, has really repeated. Uh, quite a bit since that money was became available is that we got to be smart in the allocation and use of it. Did, did, from your perspective, does it seem like uh, the mun- municipalities are doing a good job on that?
26: I, I think they are. I think they are. It's uh, there's a lot of uh, money moving right now, yeah. and and the other challenge is that many projects sitting. Yeah,
2: it's hard. Yeah. Well, we appreciate you coming on. Uh, Leonard Patania has been our guest, the chief administrative officer for the city of Gulfport. We're going to step aside on middays, and then uh, we'll come back with more after the noon break. It's Lieutenant Governor Delbert Hoseman. Stay with us.
17: we're celebrating the red, white, and blue at Mazda of Jackson. That's right. We're celebrating your freedom to shop and save big on an amazing selection of Mazdas. Every car, SUV, and crossover in stock is priced to move. Plus, we're offering low interest rates that will save you thousands. For example, get super low 1.9% financing for 36 months on most 2022 Mazdas. That's right. 1.9% financing on almost every 2022 Mazda. Buy a new Mazda and Mazda of Jackson will take care of your first year's maintenance at no cost to you. Shop right now at MazdaofJackson.com. Plus, you can buy with confidence with a 20-year, 250,000-mile powertrain warranty from Mazda of Jackson. And remember, 100% credit approval is our number one goal. Have a trade? Bring it in, and we'll give you top dollar for it, even if you don't buy a vehicle from us. So come celebrate the red, white, and blue, and save big while doing so. Only at Mazda of Jackson, where nobody walks away because everybody saves. Our all-new state-of-the-art facility is located at 5397 I-55 Frontage Road North in Jackson. Call 991-2222 today. MazdaofJackson.com.
0: With group deals like model seal for details.
9: This is the Midday Agri-Market Report. Russia and Ukraine have agreed to resume exports of millions of tons of Ukrainian grain via the Black Sea for the first time since the Russian invasion. The deal aimed at freeing up vital supplies amid fears of a global food crisis. The deal is a product of months of diplomacy led by the United Nations and Turkey, both of which are signatories to a pair of parallel agreements with Russia and Ukraine. It raises hopes that grain stocks could soon be shipped out from Ukrainian ports after the war caused a worldwide surge in the cost of food, pushing tens of millions of people closer to the South Asian. The deal between the three Black Sea neighbors and the UN is in effect for a period to 120 days and it can be renewed according to a senior un official the aim is for ukraine to exp- export about 5 million tons of grain a month the equivalent of its pre-war level i'm dixon williams this is super talk mississippi Agrinews network
0: Welcome to Mike Drop, the show
9: where Mississippi
16: Farm Bureau President Mike McCormick drops some helpful knowledge. Our members get to take advantage of several of our business partnerships. Today, I want to talk about one in particular, Ford. As a Mississippi Farm Bureau member, you are eligible for $500 bonus cash on a new Ford truck. Take advantage of this and many other great perks and join us today. Visit your Farm Bureau friends and neighbors at your county office or sign up online today at msfb.org. You can bet the farm on it.
20: There's not a lot that's free in life. I mean, it calls to bring you into this world, and when you leave it, and everything in between. Well, there is something free and valuable to your well-being, and that's for you to call 811 before you dig, pull stumps, erect a mailbox, dig a post, or start a garden.
23: Hello, I'm Sam Johnson
4: from Mississippi 811. Call 811 two days before you dig, and let's have zero damages, zero injuries.
16: This is Ben Shapiro reminding you to listen to The Ben Shapiro Show weekday nights starting at 9 p.m. here on 97.3 Super Talk Jackson.
0: It's so awesome! Middays with Gerard Gibbert. Come on! Let's get on with the show! On Super Talk Mississippi.
2: Welcome back, everyone, to Midday Super Talk Mississippi. We're at Founder Square at the Neshoba County Fair here on this Wednesday. And you know what? We're going to be back here tomorrow. Coming up on the program after the break at noon is Lieutenant Governor Delbert Hoseman. I see him uh, about 30, 40 feet away talking to some folks. Look forward to that conversation. We've got Senator Daniel Sparks from up there. In Itawamba, Prentice, and Tishomingo counties, he'll be on the program as well. Uh, enjoyable day, and I got to tell you, Rhino is not as uh, egregiously hot as it typically is, but that's that's part of the fair. Uh, we got, of course, the uh, Super Talk Mississippi fans with the Super Talk logo imprinted on them. I see a lot of those. Uh, being used, but it, it isn't that bad. I got to tell you, folks. So, if you're in the area, come on by and see us. We are right here on Founder Square. You can't miss us with the Super Talk Mississippi tent atop the Element Wealth Studios set right here. And um, we appreciate all the guests for coming on. Good perspective. So, it was an interesting conversation with Mr. Young, Showosky Young, Democrat candidate for Mississippi's 3rd Congressional District. And wanted to dig a little bit more uh, in this segment without a guest on this this Social Security stuff. So there there are three plans that have been proposed over on the Senate side, the U.S. Senate side, all by Democrats, as a way to protect Social Security, which is presently projected to run out of money in 13 years. 13 years is where we are. So they have offered up three plans. And let me make sure I get this right. It is uh, Senator Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren. I think we discussed their plan before. And and honestly, I wasn't aware of but their plans as a proposal. But there are two more that have been drafted and have been filed. Senator Mazie Hirono of Hawaii, arguably one of the most left-leaning senators in the entire United States Senate, and representative Ted Deutsch of Florida they have teamed up to introduce legislation to at least attempt to strengthen social security so we got the Sanders-Warren plan we have got uh, the Hirono and Deutsch plan and then there is uh, another plan by let's see it's the senator from Connecticut John Larson he has introduced a plan I didn't realize that this was introduced last year uh, in October of last year. And and they they vary somewhat, but the goals are similar. And the concept is the same in that they levy additional Social Security taxes on those dirty, greedy, dastardly, devious, wealthy people. They're going to have to hit the hip and pay more so everybody else can have their Social Security. That is the basic plan. Now, as you know... Social Security caps out contributions to the program due when annual wages reach the amount presently of $147,000. So all of these plans essentially adjust that. Uh, Hirono and Deutsch's bill just phase out that cap so that it, there is no cap, which means that, that uh, those who earn more than $147,000 would continue and would their employers pay their matching share into the plan Uh, on all wages now that doesn't increase the amount they get from the program it just increases the amount they pay into it so as to keep it its solvent is really the idea Sanders and Warren's proposal it kinda has a uh, what's called a donut hole in it it maintains the 147k cap but it picks up the contribution by both employee employer on all wages over 250 grand a year but they also want to levy Social Security taxes on capital gains, investment income and other other business income, small business income, which is a terrible, terrible, terrible idea. But of course the two of those have never met a tax they didn't like. And then Senator Larson of Connecticut, his bill would would reapply the payroll taxes for wages over four hundred grand, but he would eliminate that cap. I I should say the donut hole between 147 and 400 over a period of time. So, uh, bottom line is that those high earners they're going to pay more into Social Security, and uh, although they don't get any more out, which uh, just goes further to illustrate that the concept of Social Security is really not that you're paying for your own retirement. You're just paying premiums into an insurance plan is what it boils down to. It's social insurance. And, uh, and of course, the, those at the lower end of the scale, they, they, can't, they, they really can't pay any more taxes if you keep the rate constant because it's all based on their income. So that's where we are. Uh, we'll see what happens. Something's got to be done for sure. Some either got to raise taxes, reduce benefits phase the program out totally combination of all of the above something's got to be done on oh, social security program's going to run out of money in 13 years and nobody's going to get any benefits and both honestly both parties have kicked this can down the road interminably it seems like because it is the old third rail of politics we're out of time here in this hour we'll take a break for Super Talk News and Fox News coming your way. And when we return, it's the Lieutenant Governor of the State of Mississippi, Delbert Hoseman. Stay with us.
0: You're listening to WFMN Flora Jackson, Super Talk, Mississippi. Powered by your tree professionals at Barone's Tree Pros, 601 345 8090.
23: News. I'm Chris Foster. President Biden's back at work in the Oval Office today.
7: I've uh, just tested negative for COVID-19 after isolating for five days.
23: Yeah, the president speaking in the White
11: House Rose Garden. Former
23: President Trump on social media today complains about disinformation from Democrats after the Washington Post reports the Justice Department is investigating his conversations about overturning election results. The Post reports some of the investigators' questions focused on the fake elector scheme led by Trump's outside lawyers
20: Rudy Giuliani and John Eastman. Investigators also seized Eastman's phone, former
23: Justice Department official Jeffrey Clark's phone and former Chief of Staff Mark Meadows phone records. Fox's Rich Edson. A Pennsylvania mortgage company that's owned by billionaire businessman Warren Buffett has settled for $20 million with Justice Department allegations of discrimination against potential black and Latino homebuyers. America's listening to Fox News. As locals, ADS Security
17: is committed to keeping the community safe. We're the same great company, same local office, with the same local service you've counted on for years. Visit us in Gluckstadt, ADS Security, 601-898-3105. Call today. Hi, I'm David Frederick,
1: owner of Frederick Sales and Service in Brandon. For more than 27 years, we've been selling and servicing Exmark mowers here in central Mississippi. Whether you have a city lot, a country estate, or a large institutional property, Exmark, has a mower to fit your needs. I invite you to come by and check out all of what Exmark and Fredericks has to offer. With special financing available, we have mowers in stock and ready for you. Fredericks sales and service the choice in outdoor equipment, serving you since 1993.
13: The best made to order lunch is right around the corner at 4th and Gold Sports Cafe. Eat in or carry out, DoorDash or Grubhub. Call 769 208 8283. That's 769 208 8283. Once
18: again, 769 208 8283. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Americans continue to feel less optimistic about the economy. The Conference Board's Consumer Confidence Index slumped to a reading of 95.7 this month. That reading is down from a month ago, and it's the third consecutive month with a decline. Concerns about inflation, rising gas, and food prices in particular continue to weigh on consumers. Bay St. Louis leaders have broken ground on a new police department. The $4.5 million, 10,000-square-foot complex will eventually be home to the 30-person staff that's currently working out of City Hall. Uber will not be required to provide wheelchair-accessible vehicles in Jackson or New Orleans. Monday, the Ninth District Court in California ruled against plaintiffs that had filed suit against the company, arguing that Uber's failure to do so was a violation of the Americans with Disabilities Act. Hundreds of thousands of Mississippians Mississippi. like me depend on public benefits for health care, food, and, and housing. housing.
7: To receive these benefits, I, I cannot can have, have more money. than $2,000 in my name. With, With Able, I, I can
9: save, save for my, for my
7: future without losing my much, much needed, needed benefit. benefits. I couldn't plan on
2: savings before, but, but now I am, I am able. Abel. Visit MississippiAble.com to get started.
18: There have been 70 murders in our state capitol this year and according to former U.S. attorney Mike Hurst, that puts the city on pace to hit about 123 this year.
11: If you're going to be an optimistic person, glass half full, I mean that is lower than last year, it is lower than the year before, but that still puts us in the top three deadliest years in the city's history.
18: He says 60% of murders in Jackson are solved, but in the 60s the solvability rate in the nation was 90%. He blames a lack of resources and a lack of leadership.
11: When you don't have someone who is making executive decisions about a city, or and specifically in this case about a police department, or that is making decisions that you know adversely impact the police officers, um, you've got some of the lowest morale that I've ever seen in any organization, not just a law enforcement organization. Yeah.
18: For the latest Mississippi news, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or online at supertalk.fm.
11: The folks in the capital city metro area love to have you join me tomorrow morning, six till nine. Gallo show will start your day the informed way. Super Talk Mississippi
0: 97.3. Welcome to the show that challenges you to think deeply, to think deeply. and look beyond political posturing. You're listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert here on Super Talk Mississippi.
2: Super Talk Mississippi rocking into the afternoon portion of the program live from Founder Square at the Neshoba County Fair. And joining us now in the Element Well Studios is the Lieutenant Governor of the great state of Mississippi, Lieutenant Governor Delbert Hoseman. Thanks for coming on.
7: Hey, you just going to cut me on there?
2: Uh, help me out here, Houston. I think we're good.
7: Uh, yeah, can
2: you hear me? I got you. Yeah, hey, I wouldn't. There uh, we go. I can hear you now. Okay, got you. Get I see. I'm going it. in the wrong direction. Yeah, man. Okay. I'm learning all the technology around here. You don't have that. Okay. I see now. Send and return. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Not, in, you know, not up or down. Or so anyhow, we got that figured out. Thank man, you're you. you're a computer expert. Well, I know, know that, but that's different than audio oh, panels. All right. It's a lot different technology. Right. Well, anyhow, uh, yeah. so. First, welcome, Lieutenant uh, Governor. Good always good you. to see you. Yes, sir. Uh, you spoke this morning already. We did. Yeah. Uh, what's the What's the message? Uh,
7: we talked uh, like most times. I like to give a report to people. Yeah, and, and they'll, they'll pick it up on the internet. You know, we have a crowd here, but if, if people on the internet will pick it up. And we talked about last year's tax cut. We talked about last year's teacher pay raise. Last year's hundred million dollars for roads and bridges. One point six billion dollars for, for dot stuff and uh, all the things that we that we took on last year that I was real pleased with. We had a historical year, uh, you know, we gave, we gave sheriff's pay raises, all these people that are in the criminal justice system which is, you know, is, is struggling with, and to give to say at best maybe in Jackson and some other places. We just really needed to beef up our criminal justice system. We talked about that. And then I, I like to spend half my time we've got 10 minutes or two, uh talk about where we're going and uh, i was i was real pleased about that I, I i think we need to go to a modified school schedule joy which you right now we're t- allegedly teaching kids 180 days a year but some of that's test days and these others we're really we're not teaching our kids even half a year and we need to go to the modified schedule in corinth uh, gulfport uh, lamar county hattiesburg uh, they're all going to that, and the and the state needs to incentivize uh, schools to go to that schedule. And I, let me explain that a little bit for people who don't understand the modified part. You you go to school for nine weeks, then you're off for two or three weeks. In Corners it's three; in Gulfport, it's two weeks. So you go off for two weeks, and during that two weeks, and this starts in July, is July to June, just like regular and in that two weeks if you have a child that may be not catching everything you can bring them up to date or if you have a child that's accelerated you can bring them up to date and you give your teachers a break and when i met with teachers around the state they were quite clear they said by march i'm sick of these kids you know and they're sick of me i need some time off so then, then you've got a, a fall break then you got your thanksgiving christmas and you got your spring break then your summer break and um, I was in Gulfport during their break period. And uh, they call it an intercession, joy. Mm-hmm. And so I was there, and I, I went out with the kids. I sat in the classrooms with them, watched what these kids are doing. And they have a, they're having an educational component. And you probably, as much or more than anybody, uh, would appreciate that we're not just in competition with Alabama. This is, we're in a worldwide economy. And the planes we make, and the ships we make, and the cars we make, and the rockets we send, and the, and the agriculture we do, is of international scope. Mm-hmm. We sell those products. Our timber products are sold. So we, we really are in an international competition. And most of these other countries, like Korea, you know, goes virtually year-round.
2: Mm-hmm. So
7: why am I putting my children at a disadvantage? either to catch up or to accelerate I, I just don't see that and I'm very hopeful these forward-thinking school people in Lamar and Gulfport and East there and um, you know all of them have really taking the change and just deciding that just because we always did it this way doesn't mean we always need to do it that way. I mean, this started out when we act, when we harvested the crops in September and stuff. So you're just talking about a whole different concept now, uh, particularly with the Internet and the computers that you're so familiar with. Yeah. So we talked about that. <clears throat> we talked about postpartum coverage. We talked, you know, about uh, roads and bridges. We want to do another one and another $100 million for roads and bridges for cities and counties. And we talked about a tax rebate, uh, Gerard. It's time to give our taxpayers the money
2: back. Well, we just winded up with uh, 1.4, 1.4 billion? billion. Is that right? Yeah.
7: Yeah, and I want to I want a significant surplus. tax rebate to the citizens. Uh, we had a, tax, a huge tax cut
2: last year. You thinking like a lump sum
7: sort of yeah, rebate? Yeah, I want to write them a check. Okay. So, uh, and I think uh, we 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 started that last year during the tax debate uh... with the house and us and it, at the end we ended up cutting the rate back to four uh, percent and uh, we're the fifth lowest tax if anybody gets taxes in ninety one states that give them we're the fifth lowest in the country now. Yeah. So we 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 adjusted that. Now I think we're we're back to we got a lump sum that came this last year. I think we need to pay the
2: people their money. Price. Okay. Have you have you done some math on that yet to figure out how, we what have. that looked like? We
7: had it from last year, and our staff in the Department of Revenue is running the numbers now on how to do it. Georgia just did this, Sorry? and they did it kind of in brackets. You know, hundred dollars, yeah. three hundred fifty dollars, five hundred dollars, whatever. Um, you know, my own personal opinion, if we could do it, I'd like to start bottom up. Okay. Everybody that paid a hundred dollars gets a hundred dollars. You pay five hundred dollars, get five hundred dollars. Okay, I got you. You know whatever. Until we run out of the uh, whatever the amount I can get out of, of the, the legislature to spend on that
2: amount. I've been talking a lot uh, the last few weeks about uh, various economic headwinds nationwide that, that we are facing. This is a big week of various economic announcements. We got the Fed is going to tell us what they're going to do with interest rates this afternoon. We've got some major companies have announced earnings this week, even more tomorrow, Amazon and Apple tomorrow. Right, right. Uh, Are you concerned about how that might affect our revenues going forward, Lieutenant Governor, given that we had such a banner year this year and the last couple of years?
7: Yes, and uh, I did this last year when we talked about the size of the tax cut. I wanted to do it gradually so we can get two or three years here and then look if we can cut more income taxes later, we can do that. But I was very concerned about inflation. And uh, quite frankly, I thought it would be 5 or 6%. Our state economists were saying, no, oh, it's just going to be 2 right Well, actually, it's 8 or 10 now. So I'm very concerned about that. I'm very concerned about a recession. So I met with the state economists, and I started going over the numbers. And we're we're going to be programmed, you know, big picture now, not not absolute numbers. Yeah. Two to three hundred million dollar uh, next year decrease in revenue. Okay. And but and, that's still a sizable surplus. It though. is. Well, when you talk about the fact we're cutting taxes by five hundred million, all I of a sudden you, you got an eight hundred million dollar reduction. Now that five hundred million doesn't have to occur for two years. Next year is much less. I got you. Yeah, right. two hundred million. But but still, you have to factor in phases the in. Yeah, you got to factor in the fact we cut taxes and we're having a. Decrease Decrease in revenue, and those two, uh, We need to be able to provide the core services that people want—the roads, the bridges, or education. You know, um, you know the state parks and things that, we, that, that people expect us to do. And crime—we need to make sure people get locked up. Yeah. Our staff was in Parchman uh, last weekend, going over parchment, You know, what's what's the status of it? How does it look?
2: I know when I when I saw you down at the Capitol a couple of months ago, and, and we had all the a uh, lot of the local. Uh, law enforcement and uh, city leaders present, uh, trying to address some of the issues in our capital city, the city of Jackson, which don't seem to be getting any better.
7: They don't. And we are spending a significant amount of funds, I think $4 million on on the judiciary. That's for um, DAs, assistant DAs, public defenders, judges, two or three judges I think we're paying for. And then also we have beefed up the Capitol Police. I think we're up to 107, headed towards 150 Capitol Police. Wow. So um, in the first two years that the judges were over there, they gave me a number of like 40,000 cases that they had resolved that were backlogged in Hines County. And so our our judiciary, for whatever reason, uh, is not functioning there, and we are devoting a whole bunch of time and effort to make sure it does function. I said in my speech today, we're spending money on, on training people that are in prison for when they get out. That's good. We don't want recidivism. Right. But I want to make sure if you commit a crime, you get a speedy trial, and if you're convicted, an even faster way to get to prison. Uh, that's the only way I think to stem some of the crime that is going on, particularly in the capital city.
2: It's out of control, and and even though it, it you may say, well, it's pretty much relegated to the capital city, the fact is, it affects us all. It affects the entire state. It drags the entire state. Well, down. this
7: the money that I'm spending there, I could be spending on education, sure, or whatever. Something I mean, more productive, something that would be transformational. That'd be a long-term benefit. Instead, we're playing catch-up. And, yeah, uh, I'm. I'm very hopeful that that we can do this. But some of this, Gerard, quite frankly, you have to have the will to change. Yeah. So we we can help. We can give you a hand up. We can be assistance. But you have to, the community itself has to drive this change, I think.
2: Got to be some focus. And it doesn't seem like we're getting that at all levels of municipal government uh, in the city of Jackson, in my view.
7: I've I've just been disappointed. I've been trying to get a jail. We don't have a jail in
2: Jackson, which is crazy. You shared that with me when we were together at the Capitol. Didn't believe that
7: in January, and here we are, July the twenty seventh, and we don't have a jail.
2: (laughs) That is crazy, Lieutenant Governor. Always good to see you, sir. Thanks for coming on. Appreciate the time. Appreciate it. Thank you, Lieutenant Governor Delbert Hoseman has been our guest here on Middays. We'll step aside for a break. Coming up later in the program, Senator Daniel Sparks. We'll be right back.
13: From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, a 20% chance of rain, sunny skies, high near 95. Tonight, mostly clear, low down to 76. Your Thursday, sunny skies and hot, high near 95. And your finally Friday showers and thunderstorms likely, high near 93. This weather brought to you by our friends at Gaddis mclaurin Mercantile in downtown Bolton. Shop local. Gaddis mclaurin Mercantile, your building supply experts since 1871 hey this is bob and if you're like me you like dealing with local people majestic metals was founded in mississippi in 1954 and are headquartered right in gluckstadt for complete metal building systems and steel roofing and siding call the hometown folks majestic metals 800-647-8540 or online at majesticmetalsinc.com
8: guys have viagra and cialis let you down it can get you to the point where you think your best days are behind you well, think again. If you suffer from any type of erectile dysfunction, regardless of your age or medical history, Innovative Health Clinic in Ridgeland can help. Their treatment options work without pain, needles, surgery, or medications, and no downtime using the latest proven technology. Call 601-944-5585 or visit InnovativeHealthClinic.net for an appointment today.
0: Employers, are you looking for new employees spending hours searching recruitment sites? For over 50 years, service specialists have been connecting hard to find qualified candidates for employers. Has COVID-19 changed your staffing needs? We have candidates for all of your clerical, administrative, manufacturing, and industrial needs. Call us at 601-898-1085. Service specialists, the expert recruiters, helping employers and job candidates connect since 1967. Now with offices in Ridgeland, Canton, and Oxford.
24: Research shows moving is one of life's most stressful events.
11: Listen up. Ag Up Equipment can help you prep your land to bag your buck. With the Predator Tractor Package, you can prep your land with a new John Deere 3025E, plus a loader, rotary cutter, disc, and trailer for only $355 per month with 0% financing. Give yourself the advantage and prep for that trophy with help from Ag Up Equipment. Visit us in store or online at agup.com. Offer ends 731-2022. Payment based on 20% down. Some exclusions apply. See due for details.
15: Frisco, Deli. Serving giant sandwiches, award-winning rib plates, and original recipe catfish with a family-friendly atmosphere. Open 1030 a.m. to 8 p.m. Monday through Friday. Briscoe Deli. We have something for everyone. Located just off Pearson Road on Phillips Lane in Pearl. Come see us.
11: Donald here with a special invitation to join us weekday mornings 6 9. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3.
2: Welcome back, everyone. Midday Super Talk Mississippi, live from Founder Square at the Neshoba County Fair. Rhino bumping us into this segment with a little Boston. Appreciate that, uh, Rhino. That brings me back to the old college days, actually. <laughs> but joining us now in the Element Well Studios, right here on Founder Square, is Mandy Gunasekera. She is the former chief of staff of the Environmental Protection Agency and also is a frequent guest host on Middays and also, I believe, on the Paul Galler Show as well. Yeah, occasionally, yeah. Host. Mandy, good to have you on the program.
27: Yeah, great to be with you, Gerard.
2: Yeah, so uh, I know you, uh, like me, are a political junkie, and this is where it's all happening in the state of Mississippi every year at the Neshoba County Fair. You get your fill of it, don't you?
27: <laughs> Absolutely do. And, look, I love coming here. This is truly where retail politics Takes place. You know, anyone who is running for office in Mississippi, they need to swing through the Neshoba County Fair, talk to the folks here to really get a pulse of what's important and what they want to see in their in the state's future. And it's such a good atmosphere, even though it's hot. Um, it is always such a wonderful atmosphere. Folks are so gracious, gracious with their time and willing to share their interests on a manner of issues, um, including the current state of the economy and uh, Resounding disappointment with our current leaders in Washington D.C. So um, the the situation outside of the Nishoba County Fair isn't that great, but coming here uh, it sure is re- refreshing and, and gives a lot of hope.
2: Yeah, and so uh, you, you said something there talking about the state of the present state of the economy. This is a huge week as I've been discussing on the show this week for lots of uh, economic news. I mean it's a fire hose of it with lots of major companies announcing earnings. But today, of course, the Fed. Uh, is meeting uh, to the Federal Open Market Committee to talk about what they're going to do with interest rates. Widely believe we're going to get three-quarters of a point increase in the Fed funds rate. And then tomorrow we get the CPI. So it has been fascinating, Mandy, to watch the Biden administration, including the head of the economic advisors there in the West Wing, saying, no, no, it's not a recession just because we've had two quarters of economic contraction. They're, like, redefining that. That's been the, the uh, widely accepted standard for decades in this country, two quarters of negative GDP growth. But they're spinning it. It's, they're in constant spin mode.
27: That's right, and they've been both dishonest and irresponsible from the start of this administration. Um, And what they're trying to do with regard to the recession, we are in a recession. Um, If you go up and you look up the standard definition that everyone's been following um, since we started measuring these sorts of economic um, outcomes, Yeah. We are in it. Um, Their unwillingness, to be honest, really makes it difficult to think about what can we do to fix it. And they're not interested in that. All they're looking at is the midterms, and they're trying to save face with the American people by lying to them about the current state of the economy. But the good news is there are midterm elections coming down the pike, and the Republican Party is ginned up and ready to go so long as the voters give them the opportunity to take back the helm of leadership and they've got a a multitude of policies ready to put in action to provide relief at the pump to bring the economy back under to some semblance of balance and to put our economy back on the path towards growth
2: i hope so And, and poll after poll uh, reveals that this is the issue that Americans care about the most, but they're trying to make, uh, of course, the Roe v. Wade reversal decision uh, front and center, gun control, voting rights. They're trying to bring in all these more socially oriented issues, which are important to the, all the electorate, but. Right now, it's the cost of gas, it's the cost of groceries, it's inflation. That is top of mind for Americans. That's the so-called kitchen table primary issue they're talking about. because. Nothing else matters if you can't make ends meet financially.
27: That's right. If you can't put anything on the kitchen table, then uh, you've got problems in your family. And unfortunately, there are many Americans who are having to make choices between food on the table, turning on the lights, or switching on the AC. And look, it's the summer. It gets hot. That's not because of climate change. That's just because it's the summer. And people need to have access to affordable, reliable energy so we can use these innovations like AC that make living out in hot areas not only bearable, but safe from a health perspective. So this administration continues to disappoint. They play politics with issues that have severe consequences for the American people. Look, I've stopped looking to them for for any kind of guidance of what to do next um, and really focused and honed in on Republicans who are getting ready to take the country back over um, and get us on this this path towards growth and prosperity and on the cultural side you know that's that's not gonna be successful from the Democrats perspective they right. want it to but the majority of Americans actually approve of a lot of the changes we've seen co- coming out of the Supreme Court um, this Supreme Court most recently recently and so yeah they have some activists and media pundits that will try to hype that up but if you ask the broader electorate they are very pleased with the outcome and the impact on cultural issues coming from the supreme court and the big takeaway from that is the supreme court has largely gotten out of the way and placed issues that are of significant importance back in the hands of the people where they should have always been
2: yeah in other words they're they're acting in the way that the supreme court was envisioned by the constitution and the founders but it's It's crazy how if you don't get your way, well, then you hate the Supreme Court. I noticed uh, uh, yesterday that the Democrats already have drafted a bill that would add four justices to the Supreme Court. They've drafted a bill to do that. Now, that ain't going anywhere. Uh, obviously, but that's basically saying, well, if we can't push this crazy legislation through Congress and the Supreme Court's uh, going to behave in such a way that it's consistent with the Constitution, we're just going to get some justices out there that see things our way and we'll get, and we'll just move policy through the courts.
27: You know, it's interesting, the Supreme Court packing, it's like they've been trying to do that all along and just looking for the right outcome to purportedly justify um, an outcome that they've been working on ever since President Trump got uh, the conservative justices, um, Justice Kavanaugh, Amy Coney Barrett, and, and Neil Gorsuch, actually confirmed. But that's what that's what you have to expect with the the Democrats. If things aren't going their way, they don't try to change it within and, and consistent with the processes laid out by our founders. They try to blow the entire system up, and it just shines a light on. Um, how superficial their party platform actually is. It's not about making this country great or expanding access to that greatness to a multitude of people that now make up this country. It's about them effectuating extreme ends that unfortunately come with severe consequences, again, be it high cost for the things we need every day or an inflationary economy and a depressed outlook.
2: Yeah, you know the other thing they're proposing, Mandy, is term limits for Supreme Court justices. They've got a bill already, already drafted. They're ready to get that on the table. I don't think that's going anywhere, but it's it, it it's the rationale for it is the same. We can't get it through the normal process because you know those people in Congress that represent constituents that don't see things the way we do, they're in the way. How dare them? So we're just going to pack the court or make sure that these guys don't stay there for life, as is is, uh, present law, and and we'll be able to just use the courts to achieve these legislative outcomes.
27: Well, it's interesting. They're so upset about the outcomes of the Supreme Court because that was the first institution that um, progressives successfully overtook. We had a series of progressive courts that lent itself to outcomes like Roe v. Wade, where the court was stepping in the place of the American people's voice or the legislative body in ways that the founders had never envisioned. So now the fact that we have people in that position that respect the original intent and are abiding by it, um, that's why they are just, you know, on a a DEFCON situation Mm -hmm. for the (laughs) Democrat Party, because it truly goes to the heart of them trying to achieve their progressive agenda, which can only be done by activist courts because the American people... um, um, they, they're never going to be on board because they see through it.
2: Yeah, and what's crazy is with the the retort, of course, from <laughs> the, the left is, it's the end of democracy. Uh, voting rights requiring someone to show an ID, right, and in sending the issue of abortion back to the states, uh, now it looks like they're trying to codify uh, contraception, same-sex marriage, interracial marriage, rather than just letting that be decided at the state level, which is the epitome of democracy and they're saying that's a threat to democracy i mean
27: well the, it's funny uh democracy is working it is alive and well and the voters do not agree with the extreme agenda and view of the progressive party that has really taken over democrats across the board and so uh look I, i'm i'm excited about that because this system um that has been pushed and pulled in many different ways persists and at that at the end of the day is extremely important. I'm more excited when the conservative, uh, it lends itself to more conservative outcomes. But even if it lent itself to extreme outcomes, I wouldn't suggest we need to radically change it. Um, I would just suggest that, you know, we need to look inside and figure out ways to beat it using the system that's been laid out before us.
2: Yeah, it's crazy. Your thoughts about the midterms?
27: well uh, super again super excited as many people say there's likely a red wave coming I feel very confident about the house the Senate is a little bit up in the air but we have some strong candidates um, so I'm excited about those prospects
2: Mandy good to have you on the program
27: yeah good to be with you
2: Mandy Goodness care has been our guest here on middays we're at founder Square at the Neshoba County Fair we'll take a break when we come back it's Senator Daniel sparks stay with us <laughs>
13: The problem is you're a dude. I mean, diamonds, they're not our thing, right? But now you need a diamond engagement ring because she
18: is the one. She is everything. Congratulations. You've already done the hardest part. You found her.
25: I'm Rachel. And I'm John Ravenstein from Junaker Jewelry Company.
0: We'll share with you all the secrets of the diamond business. The cutting, the grading, and make you a
18: diamond expert.
6: And then we'll get you hands-on with Mississippi's most beautiful diamonds,
18: every shape, size, and price range.
0: We are Mississippi's Direct Diamond Importers with 10 times the diamond selection of average jewelry stores. So whatever your budget, we'll make it easy.
18: And guys, remember, you can't buy a better quality diamond at a lower price anywhere in Mississippi. That's the Juniker Jewelry money-back diamond guarantee. Hey, you've already done the hardest part. You found
17: her. Juniker Jewelry Company. From anywhere in Mississippi, we're at 1485 Highland
13: Colony Parkway, just south of 463 in Madison, and online at JunikerJewelry.com, Mississippi's direct diamond importer. Hello, my name is John Merrill, the owner of Amada Senior Care. We're your local trust advisor for senior home care. We provide experienced caregivers for your loved ones so they can remain in their home. Just like you would care for your loved ones, our employees provide assistance with their personal care needs. As your trusted senior advisor, I can help your family navigate the long-term care insurance process. Just call me, John Merrill with the Amata Senior Care, for your free in-home consultation, 601-864-3752. At Batteries Plus, we
1: do more than fix phones and tablets. We help our neighbors power their lives visit batteries plus in store curbside and online for fast and reliable phone and tablet repair learn more at batteriesplus.com
20: tune in this saturday morning from 8 till 10 for weekend gardening where garden mama nellie neal will tackle all your gardening questions weekend gardening brought to you in part by the tractor store your local mahindra
24: dealer the tractor store highway 49 south in richland Did you know Callaway's has beautiful decorative accessories and gift items for your indoors and outdoors? Callaway's has bulk soils for pickup and local delivery. Callaway's landscape designers Clinton Streeter and Corey Castle can design and install your landscape. Calloway's Glutstadt on Calhoun Station Parkway, south of Germantown High. Everything for
7: home and garden,
15: that's what Callaway's is.
24: I'm Kelly
18: Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Americans continue to feel less optimistic about the economy. The Conference Board's Consumer Confidence Index slumped to a reading of 95.7 this month. That reading is down from a month ago, and it's the third consecutive month with a decline. Concerns about inflation, rising gas, and food prices in particular continue to weigh on consumers. Bay St. Louis leaders have broken ground on a new police department. The $4.5 million, 10,000-square-foot complex will eventually be home to the 30-person staff that's currently working out of City Hall. Uber will not be required to provide wheelchair-accessible vehicles in Jackson or New Orleans. Monday, the Ninth District Court in California ruled against plaintiffs that had filed suit against the company, arguing that Uber's failure to do so was a violation of the Americans with Disabilities Act.
0: Nobody covers the Magnolia State like Supertalk. Supertalk Mississippi News is your source for all things Mississippi. Stay here and hear the stories that matter. Supertalk Mississippi News. Online at supertalk.fm.
25: Join Mississippi's handyman Buddy Slowick every Saturday from 10 till noon as he broadcasts live from the Mississippi Construction Education Foundation Studio. Contact MCEF today.
14: Folks, picky people pick folks.
0: Need some good news? Good, news good things now. with Rebecca Turner. Your daily dose of good news. good news. good news this afternoon at two on Super Talk, Mississippi. Good news. There's a ton of content from Super Talk Mississippi on our new YouTube channel. Just search Super Talk Mississippi on YouTube or go to supertalk.fm slash YouTube. Be sure and subscribe for free to get the latest scoop on what's happening in Mississippi news, politics, sports, and the good things happening here in the state. You're listening to Middays with Gerard. Gerard Gibbert here on Super Talk Mississippi.
2: Welcome back, everyone, to Middays, live from Founder Square, Neshoba County Fair. Final half hour of the program on this Wednesday, but don't forget, we will be back right here on Founder Square at the Neshoba County Fair again tomorrow. And we will have another packed lineup of uh, political leaders and figures from across the state. But joining us now is our good friend, the Senator. That represents District 5, Itawamba, Prentice, and Tishamingo Counties. He's the vice chairman of the Senate Corrections Committee. That would be Senator Daniel Sparks. Senator, good to see you, sir.
4: Good to see you. It's good to be here.
2: This is uh, always so much fun. If you're a political junkie, right, this is where you, you see a lot of these people that... Uh, uh, you hear talking all the time, read reports about them, uh, but unless you're in the capital, you don't see them a whole lot. But you come here;
4: most of them are here. I like it out here under the trees and with the heat and everything else. <laughs> uh, getting to press the flesh, as some people say, uh, it's good. I think you know you you, you serve the people of State of Mississippi, the people that go out and work every day, and in uh, the factories and the jobs and the fields and the farms, and uh, and and sometimes we get uh, a little bit isolated in yeah. that very pretty building in Jackson, and it's yep. good to get out and see people.
2: Yeah. So, did you catch any of the speeches this morning?
4: I did. I had an opportunity to hear most all the speeches. Uh, Chairman Branding, of course, in Transportation, have really enjoyed working with her. Of course, this is her home area. Yeah. A lot of good work that's been done, uh, monies that's been uh, put up by the state to try to draw down federal funds. And also, uh, as Lieutenant Governor mentioned, to uh, to speed up some of the projects that we're doing, I think 75 million dollars was put into MDOT specifically to speed up 23 24 projects uh, into 22. So we've tried to be good stewards of the money that's out there. Senator Branning mentioned, and also the Lieutenant Governor mentioned uh, that uh, we you know had a 1.3 billion dollar excess last year. I have about a 1.5 billion dollar excess this year. And one of the things that's not being I think talked about enough is we uh, did a lot of projects this year. The MDOT we had projects at home, different things. We did not have a bond deal, so we paid off uh, a certain amount of the bonding, around $300 million dollars and we intend to do that again this year and that's one of the things that's beneficial for all Mississippians is that we are retiring debt without bringing more debt uh, on board and we did that also with a uh, historic tax cut as well as a teacher pay raise so so I think that's trying to be a good steward of the resources as we continue to give money back uh, to the taxpayers or just not take it to begin with.
2: So from an economic perspective you, you got to like where the state is right Senator? We, we just had an, an, a number other surplus two years in a row, sizable surplus, in in this case, over 20% of the general fund, uh, our rainy day fund is maxed out right we got that we got that going on and we didn't have a bond bill so we didn't uh, add more debt so we got to be happy about that now the lieutenant governor has uh, floated the
4: idea uh just on the program a few moments ago of
2: sending some money back to
4: the taxpayers what do you think he has and we talked about that last year that that did not come to fruition but we had put that forward uh, as, as an opportunity to return money to the taxpayers that paid that money in I am supportive of that. I also look at the fact uh, of the reality, and I think some of the discussions we had... Is the inflationary pressures? Our, you know, our budget in the state of Mississippi is a six billion to seven billion dollar budget, and when you're setting with eight, nine, ten percent inflation rates, that's potentially five, six, seven hundred million dollars. I realize a lot of that is salary, and maybe it's not geared with inflation. But when Chairman Hobson at Appropriations has to come in and budget next year, that's maybe one of our biggest concerns as a country and as a state is the same services we provided. Based on this uh, inflationary environment we're in, how much more is government going to cost next year? That's maybe the most uh, disheartening thing is that it costs more to provide the same service.
2: Yeah, I certainly understand that. So, uh, well, we had a, an active session, as you and I have discussed, uh, after the session this year. Got some, I think, some major accomplishments, certainly some major legislation. Uh, got signed off. Some people may not view those as accomplishments. It just depends on your, your views on on those matters. But teacher pay raise, uh, a medical cannabis program was enacted, uh, and major tax reform. Uh, those were all, I, I think, kind of the, the the top three. I would say as far as sweeping legislation. But you serve, of course, uh, on the corrections committee. The, the vice chair of the corrections committee. What's on the on the radar there?
4: you know i think one of the biggest things that we deal with with corrections is we see violent crime across the country and i think part of the concern with that is is we we do not respect law enforcement we do not respect law we do not respect rules we do not respect uh... restrictions as much as we should and uh... you know our concern is that we have that in the educational system which makes education more difficult we have it in our communities in our cities in our counties and we're trying to find the way to address crime and safety because we number one concern is the safety of the citizenry uh... with also looking at the rehabilitative side uh... of those who have been incarcerated because you know let's be honest some of the people that are incarcerated didn't have the same experience growing up that i had having a loving mother father being in church uh, having you know guidelines and rules that i had to abide by and as a state Uh, that role is with the family but in a lot of cases unfortunately it's not been met and we have to say what can we do because we have people who are going to get out of jail who are going to get out of prison and the question is are are they going to be prepared to maybe integrate into society and be successful or are they going to be a better criminal after spending time within the department corrections and uh, you know, we we've, we've spent a lot of money there. There's a lot of effort been going on. We're working with workforce training and development. We want them to come out, have a skill, have a life, support their family. Many of them have children. We want to break that cycle if we can. But in reality, the first duty we have is the safety of the public. Absolutely. Uh, it's it's just a,
2: it's a situation though, Senator, where we're spending an awful lot of money, as you well know, uh, to incarcerate. Uh, but then when they serve their time they get out, we have this high recidivism, and, and, and a lot of those that get locked up go back to their same way of life, They're really not get, getting them ready, integrated, and, and prepared That's to right. to be productive uh, in society rather than a menace to society. I will say Commissioner burrow
4: kane has gone done a lot yes. along those lines to improve that situation. I think that, in, in combination with, for instance, Accelerate coming along with Ryan Miller being over our workforce yeah. and, and working together, we need everybody pulling in the same direction and we don't need 30 different programs That's I think people get lost in the shuffle often Uh, so I do believe we will see better opportunity there but the other thing we've got to do is prosecute crime Uh, as you know I'm an attorney and and I do a lot of criminal defense work but the prosecution of a crime And the process of that, we we don't need activist uh, DAs who are trying to decide how they want to run the program. You need to prosecute the crimes. We have public defenders. I serve as a public defender in different jurisdictions. We need to move through the process. But uh, it's unfortunate, and this is more on a national level, but we see the attempt not to elect judges but to elect DAs that yeah. would just disregard the law. We're not going to do that in the state of Mississippi, and and it's very unfortunate that we've seen it on both sides of the coast. Uh, and they're seeing a massive increase in violent crime. Now, some people say, well, those numbers are down from 1970. Yeah, that if they're going up, that's the wrong right, trajectory, right. whether I'm historically down over the years, if I'm up. But, but I do think that there has to be a level of respect. Uh, for law and order or law enforcement people that are out there every day. It's a tough job, and we're having a harder and harder time to fill those jobs. But but we have to look at every person that's incarcerated that's coming back out is someone who likely has dependents, has maybe children, has a family, and they need to be gainfully employed. Our workforce participation rate is one of the lowest in the country, and that is an area where we can hit that mark. But the other thing we have to do, uh, if we're going to set up the programming, And they're going to participate in the programming then the parole board needs to make sure that they're doing their job and they're evaluating that and they're looking there's a difference between a nonviolent crime and a violent crime totally and uh, and you go back to being a good conservative and being a good fiscal conservative the question is are we benefiting by incarcerating someone who has a nonviolent crime uh outside of the boundaries of the parole bill we passed a major parole bill that had percentages of service and if people are serving greater than that percentage without justification that's bad fiscal policy.
2: Yeah, it is, and and it's not really accomplishing anything uh, for the most part. Anyhow, when we're talking about nonviolent That's offenders, right. they right. they're not uh, they don't have the propensity
4: to, uh, upon release to go out and commit a violent crime. That's correct, and 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 they're likely gainfully employed at some level. And right. we have a different situation in today's world because we are so starved for labor for workforce. Is that people are more receptive to people who have had criminal history to come into their environment and work. I, I was with a young man yesterday today in court and I looked at him, he was in his twenties, he was healthy. I said, You're healthy, you're capable? He said yes. He needs to be gainfully employed. And when I say gainfully employed, I don't mean working for somebody sporadically for cash. Right. He needs to be employed, getting a paycheck on Friday, participating in society. Self-sufficient. Supporting his family, being a good taxpayer, a good citizen, and enjoying And I told him, I said, that will keep you in control of your life. So many times people think conservatives or Republicans, they want to overly control your life. We don't want to. We want you to go earn so that you can do as you see fit. That's the freedom of capitalism. No doubt about that often it. Often gets
2: overlooked. Uh, it's amazing how that works out. It's it's the liberty of work. That's right. It it, uh, it is liberating, I should say, and that's what we ought to be focused on. I totally agree. I think Ryan Miller was a good selection, yes. by the way, uh, for that effort, workforce development, um, accelerate Mississippi. Yes, I believe right. is the name yes. of the program. Yes. And uh, I, I got to tell you, working with economic development. It is the number one thing, and you know this, that we hear from employers, is That's the right. quali- availability of qualified workforce, right. number one and,
4: thing. And, you know, the governor, uh, Lieutenant Governor spoke of uh, the Inflex program, you yep. know, working with, with different businesses, especially small businesses. Yep. Ten, ten employees, $2.5 million investment. We want to take care of them. We want to make sure it's good. We yep. want to push that message across the state. We welcome people from the state of Mississippi uh, to come in here and work Appreciate. workforce.
2: It. Yep. Senator Daniel Sparks has been our guest. Always good to see you, Senator. Thank, Thank you, Thank you so much, yep. Gerard. We'll take a break right here on Middays from the Neshoba County Fair. We're in the Element Well Studios at Founder Square. We'll be right back. Divers Portable Buildings presents
21: the 35th annual Mississippi Wildlife Extravaganza. July 29th through 31st at the Clyde Muse Center in Pearl. Featuring celebrity appearances all weekend. At the heart of Texas, Snake Handlers from Rattlesnake Republic, Son of the South Josh Carney, Yacht Yacht, Moonshiner Mike, Ronnie Adams, Ashley Deadeye Jones and Bruce Mitchell from Swamp People. The Big Buck Contest, bring your bucks to enter for cash and prizes. And get entered in Magnolia Records. See Jason Reynolds High Flying Retrievers, The Kids Catfish Hand Grabbing Tank, Kids casting tutorials. A new pond habitat demonstration. Try your hand at the archery and BB gun ranges. Learn turkey calling from the legendary Paul Meek and five-time world champion Preston Pittman. Kids get in free Friday, July 29th. Kids 5 and under are free all weekend. The Mississippi Wildlife Extravaganza. Presented in part by Blue Cross Blue Shield of Mississippi. Mississippi Ag and Bass Pro Shops. July 29th through 31st at the Clyde Muse Center in Pearl. Truly bigger and better than ever.
25: This Hour of Middays with Gerard Gibbert is sponsored by Innovative Health Clinic in Ridgeland. For personalized in-office treatment for urinary incontinence, erectile dysfunction, and neuropathy. They help you get your life back.
5: People say things change. But in Mississippi, good things don't change. They change everything.
17: Back when a blues musician picked up a guitar and struck a chord with the world... The Citizens Bank was making life better in Mississippi communities. Now we're in every corner of the state, changing banking to be more in yours with accessible lenders, more product choices, and always the latest in digital banking. After over a century, changing to local sounds better and better. Member FDIC.
15: Here's Dave Logan with Canon Nissan of Jackson.
0: Need a new car? How about a reliable back to school car? You need Canon Nissan of Jackson. Great selection, big savings at Canon Nissan of Jackson. Come see us. When the smoke clears, nobody beats a Canon deal. Nobody. For a flipping good time, come down to Cock of the Walk.
13: Celebrating our 40th anniversary at Cock of the Walk. Voted the best catfish in Mississippi with our grilled or fried catfish, along with greens, coleslaw, and a skillet of our homemade cornbread. With locations on the Reservoir, Pocahontas, and one mile from the Grand Olympus in nashville tennessee catfish
0: hush puppies and fried dill pickles for a flipping good time come down to cock of the walk
13: i
1: like chicken i like fish i like hush puppies
0: i love it catfish is excellent for a flipping good time come down to cock of the walk
21: ace bolt and screw is proud to announce the grand opening of their third central mississippi location at 599 highway 49 south in richland don't miss the grand opening celebration wednesday august 3rd check out product demonstrations and register for amazing door prizes with manufacturers reps on site learn about vendor managed inventory to streamline your operation it's all happening wednesday august 3rd at the new mississippi family-owned ace bolt and screw location on highway 49 in richland
2: back, everyone. Midday, Super Top Mississippi. Final segment here on Founder Square at the Neshoba County Fair. It's been a great day. Lots of great guests that have come on the program to uh, share their thoughts about Mississippi. Things that are going on at the federal level. Just, I think, a good variety. has been uh, very enjoyable and appreciate them all joining us here in the Element Well Studios, just off the side of the pavilion, right in the middle of Founder Square tomorrow, more political speeches. Haven't seen the lineup yet, but I feel like we'll probably have the other statewide leaders on the program: the governor, the secretary of state, attorney general. That's the the typical uh, situation that we uh, look for in our two days here at the fair. On the ceasefire text line, appreciate everyone for sticking with us today and sending us some text joining the conversation. Steve and says. Washington runs out of money on different things when will Washington tell everyone welfare is running out of money well it's a it's a good uh, it's a good statement and uh, I would just encourage you to keep in mind I'm not disagreeing with you there Steve but state of Mississippi is essentially in aggregate a welfare recipient it's it, that's certainly one way to look at it in that we send uh, one dollar to Washington for every three we get back and uh, those monies of course, fund the various programs that are uh, active in the state of Mississippi. The Medicaid program in particular uh, particular is gigantic. It is uh, just shy of a total $6 billion program, of which over $5 billion of that comes from the federal government. And, And that money, frankly, is funded by the deep blue states. They're the ones that are paying it because many of them have a different Ratio where they receive back less than they send to the federal government, so the whole dead gum thing honestly is upside down, no doubt about it. Medicaid is fair to say as a line item is the largest uh, just transfer payment program. Meaning, if if you look at the total dollars that are spent on uh, Medicaid, about 500 billion. And uh, that is funded by income taxes. It's actually funded by income taxes and, and borrowings, money, money printing, essentially. Uh, and you look at the, the, the total of all the other programs, grants and so forth. Housing assistance comes to mind. Uh, now we've got programs to subsidize Internet. You got Obamacare subsidies. You add all that up, and it's honestly it's a fraction of the total that is Medicaid, which is gigantic. Medicare and and Social Security. Just to clarify, the reason those are always, um, I, I, I guess framed with this this narrative of they're going to run out of money is because they're they're funded separately. They're they're funded uh, in, in, through a special mechanism, and and they are. Um, separated out from the general fund budget, uh, if you will, and uh, which is funded by income taxes. So in the case of Medicare and Social Security, uh, those are funded by contributions into those plans and then savings in the trust funds that are used whenever there is a, a the occasional shortfall in Social Security of the money paid into it. Medicare, on the other hand, honestly, for quite some time, You're not hearing a lot of talk about that. It's scheduled to run out of money much sooner than Social Security. And uh, it presently relies on income taxes and borrowing to make ends meet. It it is not presently sustainable just by the amount of money contributed to the Medicare program through uh, employees and employers. So it's it's a very tough situation it's a thorny situation it's one a lot of folks don't want to talk about there are no easy solutions but here's what uh, is pretty common sense about this you either got to have more coming in less going out or a combination of the two it ain't ain't rocket science as they say uh, to address the problem It, it gets really complicated when you start discussing okay well what what does that look like from a legislative from a structural perspective with respect to possibly raising taxes, cutting benefits, et cetera. Average Medicare recipient, as is reported by um, the CMS, uh, receives about $300,000 more in benefits over their lifetime than they pay into the program. So you can kind of just do the the back of the napkin math there to know that that's not sustainable. But that's where we are because it is a benefit for life, and we keep inventing all kinds of new fantastic (laughs) medical care And innovations and of course we all want that uh, for quality of life and to extend life Um, that's uh, that's rightful that is innately human but it costs money and um, really not any good solutions proposed for that program at this point it's interesting to me we got three bills on Social Security and none that have been floated on Medicare. It's a much more complicated problem at the end of the day. Somebody asked who was the last speaker, by the way. It was Senator Daniel Sparks from uh, up uh, northeast corner of Mississippi. We're out of time here today on Middays for the Neshoba County Fair. We're going to be back with you again from this very same spot. We thank you so much for joining us. Until then, stay safe and God bless everyone.